0: Ho-ho! Hello, fairy tale friends. It's me, your old pal Santa Claus. I heard that you've been very good this year, so I've asked my friends Tara and Ryan to record a very special episode just for you. So grab your hot cocoa and cozy up by the fire. It's time for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Ho-ho-ho-ho-ho! Ho-ho-ho
1: and hello... To all the Disney nerds and fairy tale friends out there, welcome to a very festive, a very jolly, a very merry episode of "We'll Make a Disney nerd out of You" and Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. I, of course, am Ryan. If you if you're a Disney nerd and you haven't heard of me before, go back and listen to the "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" episode. This is my lovely wife, Tara. Hello. Our fairy tale friends knew who know who we are and. We have two guests, or depending on which podcast you're listening to, they're the hosts and we're the guests. <laughs> <laughs> but we have Tom and J- Hi guys. <laughs> and we have John with us today. Hello. And we are doing a joint podcast. So we are you're gonna hear this on one of our one of the streams. And if you're whatever stream you're hearing it on, go check out the other one. Yeah. Give it oh. a listen. Maybe you'll maybe you'll enjoy it. For sure. I know, I know we enjoy it. We're we're uh we talked about this uh on the Honey I Shrunk the Kids episode but we I think John reached out to us first and said we loved your podcast, you know, do you want to do something on ours? And I, we listened to yours and we loved it. I I so I haven't listened to this episode but I saw recently you guys did an episode that was like it was something it was something with a dinosaur that's a I was like immediately <gasps> saved oh, in with this is something that doesn't exist before or it's it does it's not on Disney Plus. You know, there's a reason. Okay, there's I'm reason. so excited <laughs> to listen to that episode. Those are the those yeah. are the ones that I get excited about.
2: Well, and we now become fast friends and mm-hmm. potentially talking about when we can see each other in real life. <laughs> or at least yeah. John and I have yeah. had that
3: conversation. Yeah. <laughs> We're making plans. Yeah. So that's gonna happen. <laughs> Hopefully next year.
4: Yeah. yeah. So
3: guys, yes. I wanted to talk to you very quickly about because you've just done a whole month's worth of Pinocchio stuff. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> A whole and I loved of it. it. Yeah, I did not realize there were so many different Pinocchio movies. Some official, some maybe not.
1: We just scratched the surface. There are so yeah. many more I've seen. It's it's a
2: we did the big ones. I feel like it's
4: yeah.
1: It, it, boy, I I part of that was just we're on a bit of a break. We're in a weird limbo place with trying to sell our house and some and some other personal stuff. So we're kind of the the podcast. We're about to move into a new. Season, um, we're doing we're shifting the the podcast a little bit from Taryn Ryan's uh, Princess Diaries to Taryn Ryan's Muppet Diaries for for a whole nice. season. Amazing! You you two will be on our uh uh Muppets, oh yeah, Great Muppet Caper episode. We're very excited about yes. that.
3: I'm so excited.
1: But so with that, we've been doing some kind of like different format and stuff. And I had this idea that I'm like, you know, there's a lot of versions of Pinocchio. Let's just do real quick episodes for one full month and. It was, I will say, it wasn't as bad as we, I think, at one point we went, this is going to be a uh, a slog. Yeah, it wasn't as bad. No. It was definitely by the last one, we're like, well, okay, this is, like, you know, you see the same story parts over and over again. But it was interesting watching a lot of them, and we found that we enjoy, I don't know if you guys have seen the... uh, Zemeckis for one, but we enjoyed that one a lot more than we thought we were going to. It wasn't great. We, there, I really liked the Guillermo del Toro one, there were parts
4: you
5: didn't like. About it was
2: kind of just very heavy, very dark. Yeah, like I you had to be. I'm like
5: you have to be ready did... for it, and I wasn't. There was yeah. one that came out like mid '90s, late '90s. I I
1: what... Jonathan That's Taylor the... Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, watched yeah, that we one. did
5: that one too.
2: That's, That's still the... one of my favorites. A lot of that is nostalgia, but we also, in general, thought. There were some good things about that one.
1: We liked, we we enjoyed on some level every one we watched except for Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night, which is yeah, yeah. Was
3: that the one with G. Willikers? Yes, it <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I, mean, fair. I get it. That
1: one.
3: I like that you kind of talked your way around to loving the uh the live action remake by the end of the episode <laughs> yeah yeah we were like oh we love this Maybe movie we did like this one <laughs> yeah yeah it. it's great I loved it I thought it was brilliant I think the thing because when we did our Pinocchio episode I don't know whether you listened to it or not but we talked briefly about the the live action one and I think the thing that I liked about it because I generally hate the live action remakes because I just think haha oh, oh, oh. um was that it was, it took it differently to The Lion King in the fact that The Lion King took away anything that could be fun and cartoony yeah. and made it just, uh could have been a, a history, you know, a natural history program. Um, and the fact that they still made it look cartoony, I loved, I loved the surrealism of the cat and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I really liked that Jiminy Cricket still looks like Jiminy Cricket, even though he looked like he had a cabbage for a head. And I? it was. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was, that was that was the one thing I like couldn't get over for I, a while too was I, like, I, but I really liked that Jiminy Cricket. I like, did overall. listen to yeah, your that.
1: episode because I remember watching it and going, "I'm like, where did I?" Someone said that this had a cabbage for a head, and I couldn't get over yeah. it. it. Was it was y'all's podcast? But if I could jump in real quick and talk about how we came upon this episode, because yeah, we did. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Y'all reached out and said, "Let's do another one." We were up for it. We had so much fun on "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids." We're going to try not to talk for however many hours again. But y'all reached out and said, "Well, we want to do. We need. You know, we wanted something for our Christmas uh, slot." And then you guys were like, "We want to do Home Alone. Are you all Home Alone fans?"
2: You have and, no idea. I don't think you knew when you asked us. We
1: <laughs> love Home Alone
2: so much so that uh, we have multiple shirts. Like I have a sweatshirt that's like the Wet Bandits Plumbing.
5: It's and electrical it, cuz <laughs> it's, it's, it's got two.
2: it's got um hair. Mar- Marv Marv is as like a skeleton from two when his hair when yeah, he gets yeah, yeah. electrocuted. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Wet Bandits. We've got a t-shirt this year are like we did matching pajamas. We haven't taken a picture yet cuz uh but the shirt is the plan is like oh. Kevin's like plan Kevin. of all the traps. So a and map then of a we've
3: that he's lived in for years, I love it. Yeah,
2: we've got Christmas ornaments, we have turtle doves. <laughs> We have the turtle for two. two.
3: We have one
1: for. Uh,
2: we have the Kenosha kickers. The,
1: we have the the polka king. Yeah, one. we have
2: the pop uh, vinyl of Marvin Harry that we put out every Christmas, and I usually put them around like a snow globe or like something. <laughs>
1: every year at Halloween, we talk about is this going to be the year we go as Marvin Harry, and we're going to do it some year, but
2: yeah, I really want to like dress as them. Yeah, so yeah, so we love home alone quote it all year round
3: yeah
2: yeah we have who sent
3: me the who sent me the post about that house
2: oh that was me yeah so there was a house in austin Austin we'll have to share that on social media Mm -hmm. Um, when this episode comes out, but it was during the pandemic, and I don't think that they do it. It from that post, it sounds like they don't do it anymore because people were wanting them to bring oh. it back. But yeah, and I'll have to find my pictures because we definitely took pictures the only, driving that by was like the
3: Ultimate commitment, yeah, yeah.
1: Like Michael Jordan's in a window. Mm-hmm. Like there's the all the wet this bandits.
2: Stuff. Like the the news. Newspaper when they like get released from jail was like on their fence. Yeah. The Christmas wreath is like almost identical to the one that's on the house and one.
1: Tara, I hate to uh, interrupt you, but they don't get released from jail. There's a riot. Oh yes, there's escape. a riot. They there's escape. Riot Excuse, me. Bandit, <laughs> Excuse me. me. You're which right. Which is funny to me that front page news is two <laughs> cat burglars escaped from Chicago in a riot and not, there is a riot in a, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a prison. Yeah,
2: but yeah, they had everything. Like Kevin's out there. The wet bandit. Like they went all out. Mm-hmm and i think part of it was because they had a lot of time on their hands because it was the yeah. pandemic and they were obviously creators i forget i think the husband uh was somehow in special effects or costuming or something and you can tell by like how everything yeah, was made really
3: amazingly done it's yeah like proper yeah professional stuff It was we don't, uh, we
5: don't seem to go into that detail in this country like, oh that's really too british we get lovely little sparkly lights, but we don't no one ever goes into that much detail.
3: You, We're too scared to. Interesting.
2: Yeah. So we Do you have
1: on on your Hulu or anything? I, I'm I'm start I'm s i am i am start i bet you don't. But try and look mm-hmm. up the Great Christmas light fight, which is a show they do every year where it's just they pick Oh my for, god, is it
3: like a contest thing? Yeah, yeah. every
1: every episode is like <gasps> three and it goes or four, throughout the United States. And it's insane amounts of lights. If you think like that what like this this, this house, while interesting, wouldn't make the cut. No question. Because
2: it's more about the lights in yeah. the show. But we, uh, several years ago, well, how many years ago now? Probably four or five. It was before the pandemic. They're not up this year because we're trying to move. But I love Calvin and Hobbes, and I love the snowmen. Yeah. And so I have like two, what, seven foot tall? Eight foot they're tall.
1: They're taller than me. They're taller than you Ryan. You made them and then you went, I've made them too big. They're and I'm very like, big, oh, well, we can't go back now. <laughs> yeah, there's
2: snowman with the signs and then Calvin and Hobbes. And it's they're all wood cutouts. And that was like our Christmas decorations. Amazing. Off to share those with you. But yeah, those were our holiday decorations. And then uh, most recently, I guess two years ago, I put Calvin's dad, I painted him on like poster board. And so he was in the window, like, looking like annoyed. <laughs> At, at them down uh, in the yard. So yeah, so that that's become our holiday uh, tradition and decorations too. So yeah, we go, yeah, we like to go all out. We're mm-hmm. big decorators, so.
3: Yeah, I don't do the house so much, but I do the tree. And mm. with the tree, I cover it to the point where you can't really see any tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, everything is multicolored. There's obviously a selection of unicorns on there, of course, Love for it. me. Um, skulls, lots of Disney stuff. Um, nothing goes. It's all clashing and I like multicolored lights, not white ones, because white ones are boring. Mm. I'm that person. I I'm not classy.
1: I well, okay. We have it's so funny because I feel like there's this year I've seen online a big argument or like which side are you on? Like it's like the you know, uh pineapple on pizza type stuff. But it's like, are you a multicolored light person? Do what?
3: Where do you
1: stand with that? Oh, I like it on pizza. I don't I like do. it when I don't like it when no, they thank put you. it. Here's the deal. You have to <laughs> bake the pizza and then put the pineapple on. Nope. There are people who put it on and put it through and I'm like hot pineapple, you're insane. But I like it when it's on afterwards and it's kind of a sweet. It's 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 the 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 difference of taste, but that's fine. The other thing is like I just think it's everyone's like you're either with us or against us and that's how I feel that's going on this year with the white or the colored colored lights. Because I like multicolored lights, and then I look at our house, and we have all white lights, and I'm like, oh, it looks nice. But the people who like... There was one... So we have our neighborhood, like they used to do, like, who wins, like, yard of the month. I think they...
2: Well, I don't they know that they do, they do yard of the month, but they award, like, for Halloween decorating, they award, like, three people nice. gift cards to Home Depot, and then they do the same thing at Christmas
1: Well, the one year they did it with Christmas, we, we were driving out, they're like, here are the finalists. And we drove out, we saw them all, like, these are great. Well, let's find the winner. And the winner was just like perfectly drafted like straight lines with the like evenly spaced. Which I'm and pretty sure I'm they like, paid okay, to have that yeah. done.
2: Um, I get annoyed when people, I don't mind if, if you want to spend your money to pay to have someone put up your Christmas lights, like that is the thing here. I think it's a racket. Like people get crazy money to like put up lights for, for you. Like you can pay for a company. Fine, do that. But I'm all about the creativity. Like we yeah, love s- seeing light displays when it's like you know it was handmade or you know that like they like turn something that they bought and like repurposed it or like did it in a yeah. different way. I'm all about that.
1: There's a okay, we'll we'll do one more thing and then we need to talk <laughs> about home alone. But we <laughs> there there's a house down the way that they made this giant like um chicken wire skeleton for for Halloween. Yeah. And it like they painted it with like uh Day-Glo glow paint. paint. And then one year they put Santa Claus over it and made a head. And made a Santa Claus. And then like something happened to the, it became it just became a, a Santa Claus.
2: And then one year it was a pumpkin head instead of a skeleton, but like still skeleton body with a pumpkin head. And, and this now year for this year it's the
1: Grinch. This they year made they an made him Grinch, into the Grinch and instead like of Santa. he's like 10 feet tall. Very and it, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll put a picture of him up.
2: Oh, I yeah. love that. It's really It's so cool.
1: fun, but we were, it's just, and it, it's, it's that perfect thing where it's like, It looks, it's, it, you can tell it's homemade because it looks a
3: little creepy, (laughs) but that's what's so great about it. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my God. That's like when, um, when Liam and I went to this, uh, Star Wars exhibition a few months ago, um, and it was done by fans. Mm. So it had loads of stuff. It had memorabilia that people had collected. So you've got all the kind of like the professional stuff, but then you've also got stuff that people made. It had the single most terrifying Chewbacca I've ever seen in <laughs> my life. That was more like a ferocious Yeti than yeah. the like, bits were of falling off. kind of loved it though. It's the homemade stuff. Yeah. But it was huge. It was like seven foot. Oh, wow. There seems
5: like we don't, there, I can remember as a kid, there was a street down my road that every single house used to like, it was like a competition between each other. There was no like, official competition. Yeah. But <laughs> it was like trying to outdo each other. There
3: never um, is in the UK. We're passive aggressive.
5: Yeah, it's like, literally, I, I'm going to have the more colourful lights, the more garish decorations I possibly could. And I can remember, like, there was this one road, and it was, like, probably the the tackiest road in the town that I lived in. um, And it was literally, it was just, like, so overwhelming how bright this street was. It was ridiculous. But it used to be like a, let's go and have a look at the lights this year and go and see who's done the best job. um. But I don't know about this country, just a bit obsessed with lights. Did you ever, John, did you ever go to like an illuminations when you were a kid? No, but well, kind of. Each year, my dad would drive us up to
3: London when it was late at night, just before Christmas, and just literally drive up and down the streets at Christmas, yeah, yeah. because the lights down Oxford Street and stuff like that are amazing mm. in London. So we'd get to see that and say, yeah, kind of.
5: We used to, so we have Blackpool illuminations, where they like the whole of the seafront. They put up all these like really lovely lights over mm. Christmas and then in, into the new year. But we used to go instead of going to like Blackpool, somewhere like you know it was really amazing. We used to go to Warsaw, which is like one of the worst chaviest towns in the like in the Midlands. <laughs> Sorry, anyone who lives in Warsaw.
3: Also um, lovely.
5: Also lovely. <laughs> um, and it's just, we used to go to this park and they used to have Warsaw illuminations. And it was like. Sounds classy. Yeah, it was, it, it really wasn't very classy. Um, I mean, it had a really good, it, you know, it was there to raise money for charity and it was all like a really good cause. But yeah, that was like the level of like, we just can't quite get to that like really good level of decorations, I think, in our country.
2: Yeah, we've got a lot of like people who do the light shows like to a radio station so it's like you tune your radio station to music and so there's uh, ones in our neighborhood that do it so we'll i have a whole list for us to go this year there
1: was one one year that did let it let it go and then they all of a sudden we're sitting there i have this video too. (laughs) Somebody goes like well this is really fun and i'm usually like when i hear let it go on like one of those christmas things i'm like that's not a christmas song it kind of bums me out but then all of a sudden like it's also this song if you listen to our frozen episode that was like mathematically designed to make me like get really worked up but like it it goes it, she hits the high note and this then is all in, our, these, neighborhood. in like, our neighborhood this
2: isn't like a professionally this is like someone's all, house they yeah. shoot these tiny like soap
1: I don't want to say just bubbles because it's not bubbles it's like bubbles. fake snow it's like little bits so it looks like snow yeah and both of us like went, fire. We have it on video of us like, Whoa! Like, like, like we had no idea it was going to be pink snow. It was like, so exciting! Gave the exact reaction you want if you're putting out this Because We were like, "Well, this is kind of funny. Whoa, it's snowing in Texas! You know, yeah, just going yeah, insane. <laughs> like, I roll open the Christmas. thing, let it come in the car. <laughs> we're like, "Ah, yes.
2: this is the best." So, going back to you know this episode, we love Christmas yes. and we love Home Alone. <laughs> And there was a little tangent. It's yeah.
3: a thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Should talk about the film? We sure, should. let's dive in. Something to do, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Something to do. I'm just going to give my usual little disnerdy facts and then everyone cut in whenever they had mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. cut in because that is so Jill with me. It was released on November the 16th in 1990. Um, had a budget of $18 million and it had a box office return of... Four hundred and seventy-six point seven million, which made it the highest-grossing live-action comedy up until 2011, when The Hangover came out.
5: Wow! Whoa! Does
3: that? I know, but that kind of explains why there are twenty-five thousand sequels, right? Yeah, Yeah. they're trying to
2: get that money again. Cash cow. Yeah.
3: Mm. Now, did
1: you did you get all the information about the money problems they had? Because they were like
3: Um, budgets. Yeah, (laughs) I did because they were originally going to be um, financed and distributed by Warner Brothers Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Um, when they had a budget of, what was the budget originally? Oh, 10 million. So way smaller. And they came, they were going to, yeah, go for it. Oh, they,
1: well, they like came to him and said, Hey, we, we've re looked at this and I think it needs to be like 14. I think it was even lower than the 14 at the time. And Warner Brothers said no, we're going to shut you down. And then, like in the background, they were working with 20th Century Fox, who was like, "Yeah, we'll do it for you know that much that much more money." And I was just wondering, do you think Warner Brothers kicks themselves all the money oh, that they lost David. because they I'm were sure, stingy yeah. on a couple million dollars?
3: Yeah, <laughs> because let's face it, what have they got now?
1: I mean, they're they're doing okay. But like, at just at the time, they're just like someone was like, "No, I'm not giving you an extra million dollars." And then that movie comes out, and four hundred million dollars rolls in. Yeah. And they're like, "What was I thinking?"
3: <laughs> yeah. So this is this is why we're managing to do this movie as well because obviously as we have said it was 20th Century Fox that released it mm. but of course Disney owns everything now mm. yeah so yeah. we can go off piste and we can actually cover whatever we want as long as it's on Disney Plus it's the way I see it anyway <laughs> um, and of course as we'll talk about later Disney have now released their own Home Alone movie yes 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 which I can't wait to hear what everyone thinks of that because I'm sure it's quite different to what I think not going to lie <laughs> um, so this was directed by Chris Columbus um, who wrote two of my favourite movies. Gremlins and Goonies
2: yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: and it is so of an ilk, isn't it you can definitely spot Chris Columbus movie um, and it was written by John Hughes who again wrote a load of and directed a load of my no wrote yeah just wrote a load of my favourite movies as well because did things like The Breakfast Club which I remember being a kid of that age and watching it and just being like oh, I get it I want to be part of it one of my favourites um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off mm-hmm mm-hmm Another one we love. And also Weird Science, which actually, looking back and rewatching, yeah. <laughs> Problematic.
1: I haven't watched it. Yeah, there's a few. This, yeah. this scene, for some reason, when Anthony Michael Hall spends like three minutes doing a African-American jazz man voice for no reason. <laughs> like, it's <Yeah>. very <laughs> odd. But there's parts of it I really like. He also did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is a Thanksgiving yes. classic for us. And... If you like Home Alone, may I suggest the 101 Dalmatians uh, Glenn Close version, oh, which
5: I love it. when we watched yes. it, we went,
1: this is basically just aping Home Alone. And then at the end, it's like written by John Hughes. And we go, oh, well, I guess <laughs> well, you're allowed to do like, that. man yeah, Go uh-huh. ahead.
2: <laughs> uh, I also had something because we watched Home Alone, um, the movies that made us on Netflix. And that they also use some of the same locations as Uncle Buck and Ferris Bueller, which were also movies that... I watched this. Yeah, watched that John this. Hughes did as well. So, and, Or John Hughes or Chris Columbus. John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. John
1: Hughes loves Chicago. Yes. Most yeah. of his movies are set in Chicago. He's got the place where The Breakfast Club and I think other places is a Shermer, Illinois, which is mm-hmm. like a, his made up city that's there. There's a whole thing in uh, Kevin Smith's movie Dogma where... Jay and Silent Bob are going to Shermer because they think the girls there seem really oh, yeah. <laughs> easy. <laughs> like that. And they're like, Shermer yes. doesn't exist. like That's when they get really mad
3: because they're in Illinois. Mm-hmm. But anyway. See, I haven't actually watched Uncle Buck.
2: Oh, oh that's
3: another yeah. Well, yeah.
2: and Uncle Buck is where Macaulay Culkin. That's, you know, yeah. they at first didn't... Because from... that's
3: John Candy as well, isn't it? Yes, yes <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they at yeah, first yeah.
2: didn't want to put Macaulay Culkin... Was it Chris Columbus? Someone didn't want to just immediately cast Macaulay Culkin because he Mm -hmm. was just in Uncle Buck, which was another John Hughes movie. But then, you know, his charisma and he was so talented that they're like, we have to cast him. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with John Candy, I forget where we 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 also watched Home Alone with the commentary. So can't remember if we got this fact with the commentary or on the movies that made us. But John Candy just like showed up for the day that was one day but that, the, they that was also like was a, a 22 hour it, day. it was like a 22 <laughs> hour yeah, day yeah and i think he made like 150 dollars or something like it yeah. was it, he, did he it just did it right. yeah he just did it because like he was a friend and loved these movies and him and catherine o'hara went way back and, now, and stuff like that
1: from what i understand in those type of situations where they go oh the actor did scale yes they didn't get paid a ton of money Yes, technically, mm-hmm. in order to keep the budget down, they write, oh, he did it for scale. There's some back-end stuff that happens, I'm sure. It's I'm like, sure, yeah. I scratch your back, you scratch yours. There's probably money-changing hands that they can't talk about for- Well, I also hope they at
2: least sent him a very nice gift because he did not expect to be there for like 23 hours. Like that scene when they're in the van, and, he's, and yeah. it's all improv when he's telling the story about <laughs> his child <laughs> leaving him in the funeral home. And they like go into this whole thing and it's him and Catherine O'Hare.
1: That's like hour twenty three of the two. Yeah, it was like
2: five in the morning and it was all improvised, which I just find like so fascinating.
3: Did you see the saddest fact ever in the world about John uh John Candy and Katherine O'Hara?
2: Oh no, I don't know.
3: Oh my god. So I was doing a little bit of trivia stuff today. Apparently. I remember I don't fact check anything. <laughs> um but apparently, he died on her fortieth birthday. Oh, oh really that sad. is really sad. Isn't that sad? Yeah. I know, because you know, I like to bring things down.
1: <laughs> well, the other thing Sorry. that really brings me down with that fact is the realization that isn't she like thirty six in this movie?
3: She's, th- she's thirty. she thirty. I thought she's thirty eight. Maybe like anyway, he dies a few years later. Yeah, but I yeah, know. yeah. But isn't that isn't that crazy? She's yeah. like ten years younger than me now. Yeah, I, she looks like a grown up yeah yeah
1: I, I i being in in your 40s is when you start realizing that when like all the people you thought were adults when your kids are like younger than you are now exactly yeah like the first time i watched yeah. Jane like a john Con- uh sean connery james bond and i was like they're like he's 35 in this i'm like get out of here <laughs> yeah there's no way to- he's
3: 50 if a
1: day yeah exactly
3: did you see this was apparently uh apparently again another one of my fun facts he wrote the entire thing in two days, or something.
2: Yeah, we heard it was like over a weekend. They in the commentary yeah. they talked about that. Yeah, he had wrote it over the weekend, and uh, it was something like, "Didn't Chris Columbus? He was supposed to do another movie, and then this was offered to him. I can't remember the way the story went now because my yeah, memory is
3: not great. But basically, but, yeah, um, John Hughes uh, was basically conceived it when he was prepping for vacation. Uh, and mm. he was just making a list of things uh, that he shouldn't forget. And apparently he said to himself, well, I'd better not forget my kids. <laughs> and then he got to thinking of what would happen if he forgot one of his kids. And yeah. looked at his eight-year-old son and thought, oh, my God, what would you do to my house if you were left at home? And it kind of spiraled from there. And then he whacked in the storyline about the robbers because he was trying to think of something that most children would be actually massively scared of. Mm. And I suppose that is a thing, isn't it? Okay. I used to be very kind of like your home is your, your castle and... The thought of anyone coming in is kind of scary. So. John, yeah, I was... was in
1: college and our fraternity had gotten a new, uh, uh, gotten a frat house, and me and another friend were the first people to move in there. And it's a their big houses because it's a lot of people living in there, mm. and we were the only ones there, and it felt like home alone. We were like, I don't like this. Any strange noise? I was like twenty at the time. Like, like it's not yeah, just kids. It's not just kids. Any like like home invasion? Like, there's a whole series of horror movies that's home invasion horror. And Let's he and it's just the idea of, you know, I, I think that is obviously very universal. Like, watching it again, I i, I always watch it. And I think, like, we're like, well, why doesn't he just do this, this, and this? And I'm like, do you remember when you were a kid? Like, why doesn't he just call the police? Why does he do this? He's afraid of just getting in trouble. Like, there's this, like, yeah. when you're a kid, there's this looming idea of, well, I don't want to get in trouble. And it's like, well, you wouldn't get in trouble. It's not your fault. But you don't think of that. It's just, like, you avoid trouble at any cost. So yeah. that's why he's not, like, calling the police when the... The, co- the, the well, cops and the come.
2: when the cops come and knock on the door, and he's scared. Like, yeah, he I can remember, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, being home alone, even as an adult, I don't answer the door now with a ring doorbell. Wow. Like, I'm like, <laughs> who is it? And ever. yeah, and if Ryan's out of town, like, all the lights are on in every room of the house. Do you do
1: that too? Yeah, I do that when you're not around. Yeah, too. Okay, I have
2: everything on, yeah.
3: So we forum. then ask the door just because we're horribly antisocial. So yeah. if the door goes, we both go silent and look at each other. And we're like, Are you? No, no. Do you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah absolutely. Who is yeah. How dare you? <laughs> We'd miss so many parcel deliveries. <laughs> Never going to answer. Um, did you know this was originally meant to be directed by somebody called Patrick Reed? I don't know. If I we... don't think so. What else yeah. did Patrick Reed hmm. do? Wow. Well, he, he ended up uh, leaving it to go and direct the classic Spaced Invaders. Anyone heard of that? Yes. Nope. Stop it, have you? <laughs> yes,
1: I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. And it's actually no! on our childhood trauma theater list. Oh, that's But I, I watched a trailer the other day. There was a point where I was thinking about doing it. And, it, and I'm like, oh, I don't think... T-. This is going to be one movie where you go, this is what not is for me. So
3: it's... Because I couldn't find it anywhere.
1: Spaced Invaders is there's a bunch of Martians. And they're literally like little people in costumes with, with antenna. It's pretty good it's special effects. It's
3: a proper movie ish kind of thing.
1: It's a comedy. And yeah. it is they're fly they there's flying past Earth and they it's Halloween and they pick up the War of the Worlds uh, Broadcast and they yeah. think you know, like the whole story when they broadcast War of the Worlds, yeah. and people really thought it was happening, it was happening in like yeah, yeah. New Jersey and stuff. Yeah, this is the Martians go. Oh shoot, we're late for the invasion. <laughs> <laughs> and they land and then it's like them being weirdos and like you know every it's Halloween. So everyone's like, hey, nice costume. One of the Martians talks like Jack Nicholson for no discernible reason. Has like <laughs> aviator oh, sunglasses. And then the whole thing is, like, they're the bad guys, but they're incompetent. But then they also have, like, a droid, a, like a robot that they release. The robot becomes the real bad guys, and they, like, decide they like Earth, and they have to stop it or something. I don't mm. know. I watched it a bunch when I was a kid, and I hadn't seen it in a long time. I'm yet. so
3: down with this. <laughs> it's, it, I am. It sounds great.
1: I think it's probably – Um, you have to watch it and go, I'm 12 years old. I'm 12 years old. I'm 12 years old. And probably yeah. Oh, I
3: thought you were going to say you have to watch it drunk. I mean, that uh, that could also that's, I it feels feel like, like a shortcut to what <laughs> I was saying <laughs> takes me back. Um, so basically, it ended up being Chris Columbus. um because he was originally going to be doing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and yes baby. that's what
2: it was that's what I was yeah. trying to think and yeah him and Chevy, he Chase, and Chevy Chase he talks about it on the commentary oh, that's right he yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. like yeah. go into it super deep but even on the Christmas Vacation so we've also watched that with commentary we love a, we love a we've commentary we've watched these
1: movies so yeah. much that last year I, she goes do you want to watch these I'm like Oh, I've seen him so much. And it was like, do you want to just watch him with the commentary on? And yeah. we were like, okay. And but we had a great time.
2: Everyone on the commentary on Chevy Chase is the it, whole movie. in the Christmas vacation movie talks about like how difficult he was. <laughs> like it's really yeah. And they'll they'll start <laughs> building
1: up like, oh, he's so hard. And then they'll go, he's a he's a great comedian, though. Very, very funny <laughs> yeah, and then yeah Like yeah. they'll refocus and then uh-huh. start building up and like come back. It's great.
3: Yeah, I found a podcast that just um just releases the uh copochets. Just... So you can listen to them. Oh right, so right. So just right. does mm. the commentary as a podcast instead. That's interesting. that's how I listen to the Home Alone thing, which worked uh, for me. Uh, mm. No, it's a fun little listen on the way to work. Um, but it's a weird one, not actually able to see it. Just saying. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he clashed, got out whole shebang. Um, and basically he actually ended up doing an uncredited rewrite. So it was him that added in um, Old Man Marley. So yes. Old Man Marley wasn't in it at all. To yeah. Um, and did it to give it a more emotional and happier ending. I think, they, we,
5: were um, talking, we were talking about sort of like things you're scared of as a kid, like that's, I mean I grew up in like an estate, like a, a an area where they had lots of houses and whatever, but basically there was always one person and I, I know of friends that you talk about, there's always like one person that lived in like your estate that was like someone really old, they lived on their own, that you were a little bit scared of. Mm. I,
1: I think that whole arc is one of the things i think that makes this movie more than just like comedy slapstick fun is you see i i yeah. love that they when they meet in the church and they talk to each other that they like it, marley is getting something out of the conversation yeah they, i love when they don't speak down to kevin like part of the problem at the beginning of the movie is they treat him like a little kid and then it's all this yeah. proof that he can be treated like an you know he's still a kid mm-hmm. but he can be treated like an adult and I the the part in the movie where Kevin comes out and is like, I'm not afraid anymore. You hear me? I'm not afraid anymore. And Marley drags his bucket of sand yes, uh, and uh, of then- salt <laughs> and he's gonna help do the driveway and it goes, Be-de-de-de-de. and then the pause and then the scream is one of the best comedy so sequences yeah. ever. I will put the timing of that sequence up against some of the greatest comedy bits of all time. The silence.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> runs away so good. Well, and speaking of like the music cues and all of that, yeah. I, did you come across that John Williams wasn't original, the original composer for the movie?
3: Yeah. I saw a fact, but I didn't go any further. Yeah. It so they John talked it, again, they
2: talked, they talked about it in the commentary. I, I did not get his last name, but it was Bruce. Something was the original composer. And they couldn't remember what movie he was doing. He wasn't available. (laughs) I think it was Rescuers Down Under. So it was a fun Disney connection. So he wasn't available to do Home Alone. And so they didn't have a score for the second half of the film. So they had like half of a score, but not a whole score. And they just... I think John Williams was a wish list person, right? who do you want? You would
1: shrug? How about John
2: Williams? Yeah, and when you think... Something to do? Yeah, and when you think back to it, there are so many good musical cues. Like, we have the... Speaking of other Home Alone things we have, we have the vinyl. uh, We have the Mondo, like, print. So it's, like, a really, like, fancy uh, (laughs) vinyl cover of it. But the... I was listening to it. It's the house. It's the house, yeah. But we were listening to it the other day, And it's all instrumental and we would quote along to it. We're like, oh, this is when Kevin is like coming back from the the grocery store or this is when the wet bandits are showing up. And Like it's so you can't like separate it. Like The the, the score, I think, is so important in this movie for so many different reasons. And it's crazy to think that it almost wasn't John Williams.
1: The wet bandits yeah. bassoon theme is probably yeah. like the <laughs> like, yeah. I love so it so good. much. Like them whenever they're peering in the windows. Or, or like whatever. they're
2: slowly creeping in the van.
1: They're so funny too, because that was another thing I know we're probably jumping ahead, is they had yeah. put they when they upped the amount of time that the bandits were gonna go on, Daniel yeah. Stern, he's like, Well, am I gonna get more money? And they're like, Well, no, and he went like, Well, mm-hmm. I don't wanna do it. And then they hired someone else. And then uh, was it Daniel Roebuck or something Roebuck? It was. I can't remember. I the, might have it the here. guy. Somewhere. Yeah, I read this too. His big claim to fame that I remember him from is he played Jay Leno in the movie that was called The Late Shift. That was all about Jay Leno getting the Tonight Show and David Letterman not getting it. And he was also Arnst in the show Lost. Do you remember Arnh? The guy who finds the dynamite and goes. Now listen, dynamite is very unstable yes. and it blows up. Oh yes, that's him. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. <laughs> that's him. And then he didn't get didn't work well with Pesci. And yeah, guess. they didn't have good chemistry. But it was funny in the in the in the making of the the show the the movies that made us. Daniel Stern wasn't like he was like. Can you believe if I didn't do that? Like he's like I was so stupid. I'm like look, I understand if you if they're going to put more time, they should pay you more. But like. I agree with him. He's like, I almost didn't do this because I needed more money, and now you know, like, it's probably a claim to fame. Got him a whole bunch of jobs
3: and stuff. But then also, I read that Joe Pesci and um, and Daniel Stern didn't think the movie was going to do anything either. They yeah, thought it was just going to be like, and eh, we'll get a bit of money for it, and move on. That's so what. Actually, that's why their that acting is so over the top and ridiculous. Well, and
2: also. Apparently, Joe Pesci was a little bit of a grump. They like it wasn't like to the extent of like Chevy Chase and like being rude to people, but you know he had just come off what Goodfellas, Goodfellas. like and, Oscar
1: yeah. nominated, yeah.
2: And so I, I think you know they talk about it in the commentary that you know this whole movie the the star is the kid, right? So it's like yeah. you're like second build to a child after coming off like these Oscar movies and performances and working with scorsese and mm-hmm. all of this stuff uh but yeah he came back and did a second one so he obviously enjoyed he it a to really a certain extent
3: <laughs> you say that again john apparently he was a really irritating child as well wasn't he that's the thing so yeah he, in the commentary when he was talking about going in and for the audition and having um his dad chatting to the director and he just started mimicking the director every single thing that he was mm. saying and doing so you can imagine if he was doing that to Joe Pesci, you're not gonna like Yeah,
2: it. yeah. Well, Macaulay Culkin tells a story uh, about how he's got a scar on his finger because when they were rehearsing, when they hang him on the door of the neighbor's house, and yeah. Joe Pesci goes to bite his finger, he actually bit his finger. Yeah, like so le- he's, he's got like, oh, like a, got a little. He's got like a little scar. <sighs> from it and he's like I don't think he did it on purpose he's, but he also
1: says like <laughs> I don't blame him I mean if you gotta work yeah, with a kid
2: like yeah. it's so funny
3: he's so humble that I, I yeah. love it I like that Joe Pesci learned his lines by chucking in swear words
2: yes, yes. yeah like every other word was he'd put an F swear. yeah an F bomb or whatever in it
3: but then he had struggled getting the F word back out of the sentences when he had to say it on um, on filming And so uh, over, all the time he's mumbling apparently it's because he's trying to not swear like I'm doing now
1: Um, (laughs) I was just about to say I wanted to congratulate
3: you you've been doing an excellent job I know you were concerned just so we know I haven't said one single (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, well the other thing too speaking of like Kevin and like working with a kid too is he could only work for like five hours a day because of child labor yeah. laws. So yeah. they point that out a lot in the commentary too. Like there's whole scenes that Macaulay Culkin's like, oh yeah, I don't remember that, or I wasn't on set for that, or you know, when it's all scenes of the family when or the wet the bandits. In the beginning,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You've got them all on there filming in their little individual groups. Exactly. Yeah. Healthy, the groups never mix up. And mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin's off doing stuff on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he had, it was, like everything was included there wasn't it so it wasn't even like the day was just the filming it was like you had to get education in there you had to get eating and stuff like that and yeah like yeah it was like between the breaks and like all film. that also his family are vile oh my gosh Listen, You look, we, we
1: are the uncle frank hate club which we is hard because i have frank an, an uncle frank, frank too <laughs> but... yeah who's grumpy but very like he's
2: Wonderful. He's got to- a
1: big heart, but he's always like, "Oh, he doesn't like my uncle like, Frank, your uncle Frank." This
2: uncle Frank is not redeemable,
1: <laughs> and he gets nothing you but know, uncle worse. Frank was into be Kelsey Grammer. Say again?
3: Really? You know, uncle, uncle Frank was meant to be Kelsey Grammer. No.
2: Interesting.
3: Yes. Where did and you just see get? Th- I wanted to tell you, Ryan, because you love a bit of Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Little Frasier connection.
1: Can I actually tell a story? We were we wanted to hold uh, for we, we like. Ever since we heard this story, Tara has gone. You have to save this for the Disney's uh, recording. It's wild. So you watch this movie, and you watch, especially you know Home Alone two or any of them. There's always the like. In this one, I think they do such a good job of. We always go. How did they? Uh, you know. Especially after nine eleven, like this wouldn't happen now, and blah blah blah, and you can yeah. never do this. But they make
2: they make a concerted effort. We're always like, well, how do they forget, Kevin? It's like they, they spilled throw the milk away his on his do you ticket, notice that? and then that gets thrown away in the trash. Like yeah. every year, we like pick up something new that we're like, they really thought of everything. And then in two, you're like, okay, that's not really believable now. That nowadays. someone would get on no. a wrong. That plane. somebody would get on a wrong plane. Well, Ryan has a story for you. In a
1: recent recording of craniacs. Uh, Real quick, plug my other podcast with uh, my lovely co-host, Laurel, uh, (laughs) about Frasier. We talked about she was a little distracted as we were recording. She was, I'm so sorry. I'm getting a text chain. Apparently, a friend of hers was on a plane going to Frankfurt or Hamburg. I don't remember which one. and There was someone on the plane who apparently halfway through... Frankfurt. Yes, turned around and went I'm sorry. Is this is this the f- the flight to San Francisco that then goes <gasps> to, to Taiwan? And someone went, no, and she went, I'm supposed to be. And it was they had didn't Stop. check. They she had checked her passport, but they hadn't done tickets. They'd done this this thing. If you've been on a plane recently, they did it to us and something. They do Some facial. Some airports recognition. have like
2: facial recognition now. Oh, yeah.
1: And yeah. they did hers, and I guess she looked enough like someone who was supposed to be in there. Stop it! And I guess yeah. she bought a, a, a ticket. She bought a seat that was empty on that plane. I'm, I'm we're sitting like,
2: like John, not John only John Tom,
1: we stopped everything in the recording, and I'm like, we're supposed to talk about two episodes of Fraser. This recording, I this is all I want to talk about. Because like how she- did this happen? Yeah. She
2: was in an empty seat. You know, it's this crazy long flight. It's another international flight. Like, there are so many coincidences that had to have taken... Like, so many things had to have happened... For this set of circumstances, I mean, I'm falling down a
3: rabbit hole on like, has she been cloned? Is there a second one of her walking around? <laughs> yeah, she managed to get through. Yeah, What's going on with this? Is there a doppelganger out there, or is she a twin and she doesn't know it? They were separated at birth. Oh well, my gosh, I love that, that. All that
1: stuff is crazy. But to me, the most horrifying is, oh, this system doesn't work correctly, and we're what? all just assuming it is there does. A system yeah, work? that is a so
3: ridiculous right?
1: But, but
2: yeah, so I, it can happen. I, was, I it
1: was, it was, it was, it was months ago, and I just go this is a home alone two situation it could i was like and i went downstairs and told tara and it was was, again this is a story that no one who was talking to was directly involved with it was like at best was laurel it was like her friend and i was like how is this coming?" she goes ryan i'm getting updates as we go along like they're like what are they doing they're like well they're what happened was when she landed in in germany they like gave her they like escorted her to a new flight and sent her on her way to Taiwan. But there's
2: no way she got to Taiwan when she was supposed to get there. Like, no, there's it was no like the way. next day. Like,
1: and I'm just, I'm just like, I need to know, does that person have free flights on United for the rest of their life? Like, how, like, how do you mess that up so bad? How-
2: well, and the gate had gotten changed or something. So it was yes. something like she was at the wrong gate, but didn't know that the gate was changed.
1: I mean, she was at the right gate for Friday. She was at the right
2: gate for, <laughs> yeah. So it was like oh a whole God. series of things.
1: But as soon as that happened, I and I that. told her, she went, you have to save that for
2: when we record. Yes.
4: When
1: people go like, Jeez. this could never happen. No, it did. In fact, this year.
2: 2023.
5: <laughs> yeah. I have a, a similar story. But it's not used to a plane. It was the train. So we had the Eurostar mm. that goes back and forwards between France and England and, and Belgium. Um, and basically, when I went on the German exchange when I was in secondary school, um, we were on our way back and we were already late. We had to get like, the late train from Bonn to Brussels because um, there had been in an accident with one of our teachers during the day. And when we got to Brussels, we, we were r- running really late and we were trying to get everyone's bags off the train. And this girl said to, to my friend, can you just jump on and grab? I've left one of my bags. He jumped back onto the train. Oh, no. <gasps> and as he jumped onto the train, the doors closed. Oh. And the next stop was Paris. Oh nice! So he was in Belgium, and the next stop was in France. Oh so my
2: gosh!
5: We were all sat- there Lucky. like We were running along the platform as this train was moving, like banging on the state, like the, the front of the train. She said please, please stop this train, and they didn't stop. And they didn't. So we didn't stop. We missed our Eurostar, so we had to wait for another Eurostar. And and our we had two teachers with us. I mean, you wouldn't do that nowadays, but we had two teachers with us. And one of the teachers had to stay with us so that we could carry on to London. And one of the teachers had to wait in Brussels for, for him to go all the way to to Paris. Oh my and gosh, and then out. go all the way London back. And come all the way to Brussels and then do the journey back to London. Oh, and it was just horrific. But we would got then got onto the Eurostar and realised that the tickets they'd given us as replacements had, like, separated us across the train. So there were some people on one end of the train, some people on the other with first class one in with one teacher and the, teachers, right? <laughs> the one teacher was trying to get through first class to do a register to make sure she'd got because we'd had to leg it for this train to make sure that she'd got all of the kids and they wouldn't let her through first class so we got had to go all the way to london not knowing whether oh. we would got every single child oh
2: my gosh years off that teacher's life years off that <laughs> <Yeah>. teacher's life <laughs> <With> <laughs> stress they in that never moment.
5: they never ever did it by train ever again they do it <laughs> they carry on doing it by playing after that
1: do you think that some of the reason like this movie is so relatable because i feel like while this stuff never happens like we always like well this could never happen it always feels like almost every year it's a, you're about one decision away from it happening right yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 hasn't no one this situation is a lot of things happening but like with the holidays and trying to get anywhere and big rush schedule and just stress and, and, and yeah. then like get it you know, know running through the airport and everything you're always like this could happen <laughs> like it's so close to happening
3: but the bit that gets me and it, this could just be a thing i don't know i'm not a parent however it's the parents going into first class and then just kicking the kids out the back oh
1: John, ryan's parents that happened did to it me all the time, time growing up oh, my dad yeah. was my dad had a Stop like it. a million frequent flyer miles and all the time I got to sit in the back by myself. They upgrade it and Ryan all would be time. back
3: there. the Now I feel bad about that. We had one no, time where I not. would
1: they would they, I'd go up and I'd talk to them like if the plane was whatever I'd go up and say, "Hey, can I get another snack or something?" And apparently want some woman like Made a big stink about me doing it, and my there like almost started a fight. But with John, my
2: don't feel bad. One of the first times we watched Home Alone together, that's basically exactly what, what she I said. said. I was I like, I oh, could not imagine. I was like, how like jerky are these parents? Like I was like, <laughs> like, like full force into it, and then he goes, Oh, my parents did that all the time, and I was like, Okay, mental note, won't say that again.
3: <laughs> Trick-a-ring. yeah. It didn't thing, me. Though, I, got to I worked just... with kids for years and every single time I was responsible for children, I knew where every single person was. Yeah, you know? And yeah. what got me with watching this is I'd forgotten how few children the McAllisters have. They only have three. Out of all those kids running nope. around at the beginning, they only have three of them. They have five. They show the picture of them, there's five kids. All
2: the redhead They're... kids are theirs. There's
1: the five of them are theirs. It's Buzz, two of the girls, the guy from Pete and Pete and Kevin, I'm pretty sure.
3: No, it's just it's literally Buzz, the girl, and then Kevin. It's three. Hold on. And all the rest are Uncle Frank's.
1: Listen, again, let's start up on Uncle Frank. Well, He's, yeah, well, and not worst. all of
2: them are Uncle Frank's. The older, <laughs> the older one who does the head count, I think she's the daughter of the parents who are in Paris. So yes. some of, yeah, yeah. so there's, I, I know at least she is. But even when they do that head count, they do account for that with, like, the neighbor kid. So she counts him instead of counting yeah. Kevin or whatever. Yeah. But Ryan, Ryan's going to look into it. But yeah, Uncle Frank is the absolute worst. I feel like that's where we started with this tangent. But one of the things we always quote all the time is Uncle Frank about the silver: put it in your purse, put it in your purse, like whenever, it's like <laughs> take something for free or whatever.
3: <laughs> I say that to clients at work when they find things around the and They're like, like "I'll get you back. It's fine." Yes, yeah, obviously Don't worry it's a joke. It. Don't do it if my boss is listening. Lol. <laughs> um, yeah, what have you found out, Ryan? He's looking so, up the family tree. Interestingly
1: enough, they've got everybody's family tree in here. Like it's like Well, that's fun. Hold on. Okay, so images. Because it's showing Frank and Frank, they have ten kids, but they're not the ten kids I'm thinking of. Okay. So there's Buzz, Megan, Lenny, yeah. Jeff, and Kevin are Peter and Kate's kids. So it's five. Oh. So that's five. And then Frank's are Tracy Rod, Sandra Brooke, and Fuller. So that's ten kids. Uh, so then, so enough. then I guess You've that one—that's that... wrong because the one I think is
3: the their one cousin. Is, yeah, because yeah.
2: they made a make a point about that. But oh, Lenny, imagine—could you imagine having Frank as a dad?
3: No, oh, no. <laughs> he's the worst. Oh, he's no. an inhuman monster. But that's the other thing as well. These people hate children. Why do they have so many? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: because they're <laughs> a ca- Irish Catholic they family. Control.
3: Yeah, they probably are Irish Catholic. <laughs> They're
1: Chicago Irish Chicago Catholic. Chicago
3: Irish Catholic. A lot of redheads in there. Too. Yeah, oh, which is also why they're hateful of their children as well. They're like, all we wanted to do was have a shack. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And then yeah, and here then, we are with ten children.
1: Who is the woman who's married to Frank? Because she seems fine.
2: Yeah, I don't know yeah. how she's put up with him for so many years. She, too. What
1: is her even her name? Because I she don't could know do her better. name.
2: But I do like that Fuller is Macaulay Culkin's actual brother. I think that's kind of fun that like they filmed. You know they were able to like film together as brothers, even though like he has not as significant
3: as a role. But oh my god, he does have such a significant role. Do you not think he looks like an evil genius, and I love it? <laughs> he, I mean, they
1: give him more, I think, to do in the second one. Like he's got little scenes. Like, yeah, that's
3: true. Yeah, he does bits. have little scenes. But like, but every time they look at him, he has this look in his eye, and he does it so so well. Like when he's drinking from the can. And, like, oh not
1: yes, his you're
2: that, right. You're right. Oh. He,
1: like so knows good. he's gonna wet the bed. It's it's this movie. Like I, we're probably gonna watch it
3: when we're to. done here. And um, did you watch how many of the movies did you watch, guys? We... Home Alone
2: two. We always is another one we always watch. Yeah. So we have watched that one, and then we watched the most recent one with Ellie Kemper.
1: Did you know that one of the actors in Home Alone has been uh, uh, impeached uh, three times? Can you guess which which actor it is? Oh, that's right, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> Um, yeah. so yeah, every time he comes on in <laughs>
2: Home Alone 2 we boo. <laughs> boo. yes.
1: <laughs> 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 um but yes. then we yes watched person. we watched Home Sweet Home Alone. Do we want to do a quick yeah. talk about that? Cuz We can do that now. You Is said
5: that the most recent
3: one.
1: Yeah. Yes. So you Tom, said what
2: do I love? Well, I'm curious. Tom, did you watch it?
5: I we started watching it when it came out on Disney Plus last year we got probably about a third of the way through and just couldn't carry on.
3: Oh, <gasps> shame on you. Okay. What
5: about you guys?
1: I think we sit somewhere in the middle of you two because I think if it was a movie that was a slapstick comedy about yeah. these two um people who like needed to do needed to be thieves and just sucked at it. It'd be really funny yeah. because
2: they're losing their house because for their family. Their I yeah. like that whole
3: storyline. I did. Yeah. I said this one had more heart than all the other sequels.
1: Well, they it's... actually
3: make it a they make it a legit reason why they're why they're going on the rock.
1: But uh, that's my problem because then when Kevin yeah. or or what's this kid's name? But I don't remember the Kevin kid. substitute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Kevin Light yeah. uh, does yeah. like. Like he starts attacking them, I'm like, stop it! They just are trying to save their family. Yeah. Like also, he I,
2: he is not like I don't care for him at all. He it's... is like such a little. <laughs> I'm gonna
5: curse on the no, podcast. No. <laughs> no. He have you seen JoJo Rabbit? He's I love that. him
2: in JoJo Rabbit. He's though.
5: so good in that film. Yeah, that's what why, why I was it like before? I don't
2: understand. It has to be the writing because I'm just like he's mm. so good in JoJo no, Rabbit it's and not like. The writing. I think,
3: swear to God, I thought he just hadn't acted before. Oh no, he's oh, but he, yeah. he's like everything an, is so wooden. I think it's
1: the character, and in the Jojo Rabbit, he's like this like really sweet little kid, and this one he's supposed to be mischievous, and he doesn't turn on mischievous very well. He immediately no. goes to like I don't like you, and then so like the scene where they are trying to break into the house, and then the ultimate end of the joke is it's the wrong house like, Hmm. really made me laugh. Yeah. And then they're trying to, they step on the pool and they're trying to get, and
2: then when her hair freezes and it's like frozen all out, like, there are really good good moments there. But
1: then, okay, so one, Kevin has a, like, or Kevin Light has a uh, uh, gun with, like, it's it's they're nerf darts but he puts like pins yeah. in them oh. like put super glue or something and then like, they, and they're stuck in her face The pins yeah. in her wow. face. i was like that's I disgusting. Know, that bit got
2: me. and then he hits However,
1: the other yeah. guy with the pool ball and it with leaves, a t-shirt
2: yeah. cannon it on. leaves the yeah.
1: pussy hematoma on his mm. head and i'm like i can't mm-hmm. want like there are parts where i'm like this is not fun this is this is like we watch home alone 2 and it starts off like the the whole scene the whole slapstick scene Starts with Daniel Stern getting hit with like five bricks in a row. Bricks
3: that's the thing that got me as well. That I'd forgotten watching Home Alone 2 was actually it's way harsher than Home Alone 1. Yeah, Home oh, Alone yeah, it's more cartoon and comic. And Marv and really like, gets it, he would be dead, yes. yes. And so, Marv gets it bad in Home Alone. They yes.
1: tech it up a step in Home Sweet Home Alone, where yeah, it's makeup effect that i'm just like this is gross i don't want to watch this like that was my problem i thought that movie if you made it not a home alone movie if you actually took them out and it was them just the whole yeah. premise was they're bad at being criminals yeah or, what we were watching it was the wife is really picks it up out of nowhere which feels like what would happen if the two of us <laughs> yeah
2: when ellie kemper was just like all of a sudden all in we have I to- was
1: we may have to kill someone. Was I like, was Wah! like,
2: oh, this this is us. This is us. You'd be wanting to call the cops. And I'd be like, no, well, we have to wait until it gets dark out. And then this is what <laughs> we're going to do. And this is just how it's going to happen.
3: Like, <laughs> See, I loved it for all of these things. But I think I also enjoyed it because I just watched the other sequels.
2: Oh, yeah. So it was probably yeah. much better. Yeah. Yeah, we, d- uh-huh. we,
1: went, we went from one, two, three. And I haven't seen the sequels. But I was like, oh, this is my third favorite Home Alone. But I'm like, there was stuff I really liked about it. I thought... Their version of Uncle Frank, which is a comedian we really like, Pete Holmes, the one who's just like can't control his kid, was very funny. Where he's like, I'm going to shave one of your heads. Like, it it comes off as not mean. It comes off as like desperate because these children are awful. He just can't.
2: He's the one who assumes that he's the one who's in charge, who assumes that the kid's on the plane with her in the early morning flight, and then they're not. Yeah.
3: See, out of all the Home Alone movies, all of the first three and I'd forgotten this got theatrical releases number three got theatrical release as well oh mm-hmm. interesting and I didn't that, know that was still done by John Hughes as well huh oh okay so that must have been a contractual thing surely. yeah I would think yeah. so it's not yeah right but at least it had a different storyline you then get into the other sequels hang on where's my sequel stuff and it's pretty hideous you know we've got six movies and and um, the one that really killed me was da, 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 Home Alone 4, which came out in 2002, which is a subtitle to Taking Back the House. So this is our first TV movie. And what they tried to do there was, was get the McAllisters back. So oh. it's all the same characters from the first two movies, but with totally different actors. Wow. Um, totally different personality overhauls. Um, they've split up the parents um so the whole premise is the parents are split up um this is where I got the three siblings from because in that one it's very clear because it's just McAllister's and they've just got three children um so they obviously got rid of two awkward <laughs> um the dad's got a foxy and incredibly rich younger new girlfriend uh Kevin goes to go and spend um Christmas with them uh she's meant to be having some prince stay over it's a, a very very weird very odd storyline um and basically then Marv pitches up to try and kidnap the prince it just so happens it's all very kind of coincidental but it's marvin um, his marv's... girlfriend it's not harry's marvin his wife oh his wife okay oh wow yeah but marv's played by french stewart in this so even though they didn't get from third Rock in, um third rock from the sun so even though they didn't get back daniel stern at least they're trying to get like a name in it's like the bring it yeah. on movies they always chuck in a name or the name of someone's cousin or something mm-hmm. um <laughs> and then you've got missy Pyle. um who plays Vera? Who actually I love and I find her really funny. She's Have you seen the Josie and the Pussycats movie? Mm-mm. You would like that movie. Mm. I've oh, I seen parts you of it. Would. It's I, so fun, but she's in that. She's brilliant.
1: The only thing I really remember from that movie, I remember everyone talks about being very, very funny, but the thing I distinctly remember is the whole thing is about they're putting subliminal messages in their music yeah. to make them mm-hmm. sell things, and they like they hired the movie phone guy, so <laughs> it's like they turn off the music. It's like. Buy more things. Like, but it's it's, it's the, like, That's the thing I remember was really funny. But she, you've seen her. She's in a million things, but like, I I can't pinpoint off the top of my head one of the things she's in. But she's, she's a very, God, I think we were talking about her because I think she was in a Fraser episode. Yeah. She's very, yeah. She was in a lot of stuff because she's very attractive, but she's also got extremely good comedy timing. She was in like, yeah. Um, Galaxy Quest is the big thing I think she's yes. She's one of the alien mm. women. She's very funny.
3: She's brilliant. Also, fun fact, she has a drag queen uh, named after her called Pissy Mile.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that.
3: <laughs> You're oh, welcome. Um, so, yeah, so they're in it. And so you've got all these characters, but it's just horrific. Um, and there's this whole one scene where basically it's flipped and the house is is flooded. as like a homage to the whole wet bandits thing in the first one. Oh, right. And I swear to God, they spent the entire budget on that
4: oh, because that's yeah. the
3: only kind of gag that kind of sits. And then it just fills up the house with water and that kind of ridiculous, the doors kind of bulging to the bathroom. And then eventually, it, you know, the nice. tsunami comes out of the toilet kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so what's the fifth one? Cause I didn't know the fifth one existed till this year. It's like home uh, sweet home or it's home alone for the holidays or something like that. Uh,
3: the holiday heist. I think you find it is. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you're welcome um that one again they've got some names in it it's so bizarre they've got debbie Mazar, friend of madonna Mm. um who's been in a load of random things the same way as like uh, missy powell has really but they've also got malcolm mcdowell in that but then we've talked about him before in the podcast i can't remember why but he's one of those people who's a bit of a you know he's he's in a load of stuff that you wouldn't expect him to be in because like he's got to be in one disney voice right yeah something somewhere Maybe he's in like Tarzan 2 or something like that. Uh, Did you listen to our Tarzan episode?
2: I did. I loved it. I meant to message you about it. I totally forgot to message you. And I'm so excited that you are converted. I love it. (laughs) That That you loved it. I totally forgot to mess. I was like... I Need to message them, and I was like, Oh, well, we're seeing them soon, I'll mention it to them. And then I just completely forgot you're, about it.
1: You're converted on Tarzan, not Phil Collins. Yes,
2: yes. the hatred you yes. both have for Phil Collins <laughs> is hilarious. Like, I, I can't it's help so that.
3: funny. He's like, <laughs> to me, he's
1: like the least hated man. He's Dr. Calico in Bolt.
3: Oh, this is a big one. Yes, that's why it was in yes. the Bolt episode. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, he's
3: like. I'm not saying
1: everyone loves Phil Collins, but I've never met anyone who hated him. Most people go, oh, yeah, not my thing. Like, you know, I don't know anyone who actively is like, can't
3: stand him. (laughs) It's like hating
1: vanilla ice cream. I don't understand it. Like,
3: it's not (laughs) harming anybody. Oh, my God, he is. He's the vanilla ice cream of the pop world. He's so So boring. (laughs) I Sorry.
1: I love him because my sister gave me a Genesis album really like my sister's like ten years older than me and she loves yeah. Peter Gal uh Peter Gabriel. Uh yeah. she loves He's Genesis. done some really
3: cool stuff. His solo stuff's really cool. Oh
1: Peter Peter I saw him live with her and it was him and Sting. And Sting's I like Sting, but it was just they would switch off songs and and Sting would be like, his little quick poppy song and then it'd like cut to peter gabriel and it'd be like this really like intense multi orchestra yeah. thing about and i'm like what's this about my sister's like it's about what if a serial killer lived next door to you and i'm like what is happening and then he'd go back and he'd be like every little thing that do, she does is magic and i'm like this is this is a very like back and forth weird anyway
3: <laughs> what were we even talking about number five number five all right it's um, a holiday heist yeah 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 the holiday heist Again, it's horrific. I read a, a list online of, like, they put them into order of, like, how horrific they are. Home Sweet Home Alone came third in the kind of, like, like scale. So it was, like, obviously, number wow. one was the best, number mm. two was the next. And then Home Sweet Home Alone. And then it was just, like, everything underneath was just abysmal and should be abandoned. But it's one of these things, when you look at the gaps in between when they release them, it is literally, like, every 10 years they go, yeah, should we give it another go? The last one was horrific. Let's try again. Yeah, let's yeah. see if it works. So, oh, so I'm let's look at it.
5: I'm gonna be a bit controversial. I I personally, if I was doing that list, I would put number two first. Oh, you You like like, you like you like Lost in New York. There are people. I
1: there are people who argue that. uh, In fact, my co-host on Craniac, she's like, "Oh, it's my favorite one too." And I think a lot of that has to do with the Christmas in New York thing. Like Mm. you're getting a lot. Like every time we watch it, and he's at the end, he's there, he's at the Rockefeller tree. tree All Tara can do is go. It would never be that. There, there'd be so many First people there. First of all, there. yeah. It doesn't he matter would never be there, there a lot. Like, there's there's no there way.
2: It's, it's
1: like, I, I, in fact, I just got an Instagram thing I was going to show you because we keep talking about doing New York at the holidays sometime. Yeah. And it's it's like tips for doing New York at the holidays and it's showing all the people there. And it's like a long pause and it goes, don't like that's it. Cause there's so many I used people.
2: to go, we used to, I lived in New Jersey, so we'd go quite a bit to just see the tree and see all the, the windows all decorated like on Macy's and fifth Avenue and everything. And the last time I went, I was an adult and I went with my mom and my brother and we went to see the tree and I had to go into like Brookstone, like there's a Brookstone not far from Rockefeller Center tree, because it was so many people. I like basically had a panic attack. I was like, I can't. I like when a crowd pushes you forward. Yeah, yeah. that's when I'm like. That's too much. So I said to him, if we do it at the holidays, we're doing it Kevin McAllister style. We're getting a limo. We're getting a pizza, <laughs> and yeah. we're gonna drive around. We're gonna see the tree, and then immediately get back in the limo. <laughs> like, we have <laughs> we have Kevin McAllister money now that we can do we can do the limo. So.
3: I get that they had um I love that they had Tim Curry in the yes. table. So, so I kind of get good. It, from that so aspect. Good it. But they definitely did that trope that was so fashionable back then where they just remade the first movie in yes. a slightly different setting. Yeah. Like Ghostbusters two syndrome Teen is what Wolf. I call it. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, the new Ghostbusters movie looks so good. Yes. I'm very excited for it. Don't you think I'm so excited for that? Sorry, that's a massive about But but, um,
2: but Tom, I can understand why. Like I, I don't, don't think, agree
1: with you, but
2: yeah, I, I think I, I we still it. like one better than two. But we love two. Like we, it's not like yeah. Mm. We also quote. I feel like we quote two a lot more. Stroll in the park. Can turtle, we say that all turtle doves. Turtle doves.
1: We watch it every time that guy says turtle doves. It just sounds like he's having just the, the tiniest of strokes. Turtle doves. Just turtle doves. <laughs> like, it makes me laugh so much. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten the turtle dove bit as well, so that actually got me when I was watching it on the rewatch. Yeah, yeah. When he passes it, and you know it's going to happen, he gives her the little turtle dove and it's
2: like,
3: <gasps> <Here> it <gasps> comes to it. yeah. And
5: and of course, she's yeah. I think it was mainly for me. It's just because it was like a very early cinema memory, like mm. right, and it was it was in like a proper old cinema that was mm. used to be a theatre so it was like you had to like walk upstairs to the circle and it was like the only screen and all of that kind of thing like it was I love this story something that it's like ingrained in my brain. I can remember walking when were you like born 86
2: oh, oh where's the I'm yeah, 85 so yeah, so.
5: yeah. it's I, I was be, born I mean, in 1902 that's in the gone now. but like that whole cinema experience of, like, going into, like, a really old-fashioned sort of, like, Art Deco mm-hmm. cinema and then, like, going up and, like, going, walking up the stairs. And, like, I remember yeah. walking up the stairs into the, into the like, the, you'd call it the mezzanine area. And, like, you'd look down. Like, I remember seeing the beginning of Home Alone 2 and seeing, like, the blue house with the, like, New York
4: mm-hmm.
5: cityscape either side of it. So that that is, like, ingrained in my brain. Like, and I just, yeah, it's just, like, an early cinema memory i, no, I love them.
1: they've started doing this thing they did it this year like we did it for star wars where you go and you see it and there's a live orchestra playing the music they've done they did it this <gasps> year for home alone i want to do that They did it, yeah that was home like alone. Like 100 bucks a ticket or it something it was expensive like that. but I it's don't also do that.
2: it's your work <laughs> yeah it's your work party day so uh, we couldn't well, yeah. so that's what i'm saying why we were not doing it <laughs> but yeah it yeah, also that's was the
5: expensive reason, not that extortionate ticket yeah. yeah. I do. I miss it every year so they do it at the Royal Albert Hall in London oh wow mm. and with, with the Muppets Christmas Carol oh, oh I, I would
2: love to do
5: that anything to do that and I, I saw it my friends went I said like, oh bloody hell I've missed it again Like they do it for like one night It just yeah I yeah it it's every-
2: the same thing here like the Austin Symphony it's a one night thing for Home Alone yeah it's not like a, a, a run or anything like that
3: no I'd want to go and see it with Nightmare Before Christmas
2: Oh yeah that would be a good one too
3: that would be my one. Um, looking into the fun special effects situation, because I want to talk about that, because then yes. I want to talk about the booby tracks. Oh, one thing that I was thinking as well is, when I was watching the movies, because they've all got the same kind of premise, it really made me think about the game Mousetrap. Do you have that over there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 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 And it is that whole thing of like this setup, and you're just sat there being like, "Come on, get to the trap, get to yeah, the trap, get, yeah. the, trap. get to yeah. the trap," and then the trap gets set off. That was the thing. Um, special effects. What I love about this movie is that they're all practical special effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything's actually happening, and that's wicked. But also, some of them are really, really dodgy, and you don't notice till you do a rewatch, and you're watching for the podcast, and you think, "Oh yeah," like the bit where he stands on the nail, and his foot is literally about two foot long.
1: Oh, here's yes. the thing. Uh, I've never seen that scene because oh. as soon as he starts doing it, I Cringe go, ah! at like, it. Like, yeah. I always so, cover my ass.
5: Martin and I made the comparison to a quiet place. You know, the bit when she's like walking downstairs. Yeah. She yes. sends the nail and she can't scream or just. Or just yeah. Gives oh.
2: me well, and also when he's out in the snow, the fake snow, and he's yeah. got the rubber feet. Like, I can never unsee yeah. that if you look at his feet. Although. In the commentary, we heard that when he steps on the ornaments that are like made yes. out of sugar or whatever, Daniel yes. Stern insisted on doing that actually barefoot. Yeah, that's so that his is real that feet. is Ooh. his real feet. Now
1: they're sugar glass, but, but it's still,
2: still, yeah. still. and still. Yeah, well, and then talking about the stunt guys, they did like a lot of real falls where like they weren't sure if they were okay. Like when Joe Pesci. Um, Whoop. Oh well, that's that's, Daniel Stern. But when Joe Pesci the the doorknob and he gets his hand burned with the M, and then he flips backwards like that stunt guy, they were like worried he wasn't going to come to when he came up like from that stunt. Like he he was fine, but they weren't sure. And then like
1: there's a whole thing on like the Blu-ray that's just about the stunts and how like this movie is now highly regarded among stuntmen because everyone was just like, I don't know, give me a pad, I'll just.
2: Yeah, and they just and would fall, do stuff. Like... But the same thing with <laughs> Marley at the end when he hits uh, yeah. Joe Pesci with the shovel. the shovel. That's a real shovel. He hits Troy, was Joe Pesci's stunt guy. he That's a real shovel he hits Troy with.
1: And then... Did
3: they show Macaulay Culkin's stunt double? Yeah, just a yes. very small man. A... I <laughs> yes. love that. Just this tiny little 30-year-old man. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: The other that's one really that good. I don't know if you came across that we found interesting was... The fire, when Joe Pesci's head gets lit on fire, yeah. it was done with a how series of that? mirrors. I loved that. Yeah, which was so, so
1: fascinating. So, so, clever. That's all in camera. Like, there's no post on that. Yeah, it's just, they did mirrors and stuff like that. I. It's crazy to me, because I think I've always watched it and gone like, how did they, they must have done something in post. And yeah. No, it's just well, in the camera. and the
2: other one that's like, there's so many great screams in this movie, but the one of <laughs> yeah. Daniel Stern with the spider, that's a real spider yeah. and he couldn't scream. So it was like a yeah. silent scream. Did you they come across that? Post. Yeah. That Which so I'm like, fun. could you imagine not like having to do that and not screaming? I don't think I could but do also, that. Also,
3: he didn't know they were going to use a spider because they were going to use
5: a fake one. Oh, fake I didn't know that. So really? Yeah.
3: Apparently it looked so rubbish with a fake the, one that they were like, the on fake one take, does we're look. We're going pop one. The, fa- mouth.
5: the fake one does look really rubbish. So c- you can actually see when the fake one is actually on him. So you see the the spider moving and then the bit oh, when he's hitting the crowbar. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You can see it. It's like just an it and it doesn't move. And it looks like something you'd bought from like a joke shop.
2: Yeah.
1: That's another also, piece what- of comedy genius is right before he goes to hit Joe Pesci. Marv. And he goes,
2: Marv. Marv. What are Marv. Do you doing, Marv? And he does it
1: so, the way he does it so quiet not <laughs> over the top, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, Shh, I got this, and he's like,
2: Mom,
4: <laughs> no, like it's so, <laughs> so good. There's
1: a they. Whenever they go real quiet, it's so funny. Yeah. Like instead of like when they're over the top, it's funny too. And yeah. he's like, literally, the fact that Joe that this is a movie that that went from 14 million dollars to 400 million, and half of it is Joe Beshi going yeah. rats of fritz a rats and doing so like the, <laughs> the Yosemite Sam cursing, and you're just like, yeah, absolutely, that's how that would but be. be I like, genuinely... He's so mad he doesn't know what to do.
2: We've seen it. I don't know how many times I've seen it in my life, yeah. but together we've seen it at least twelve times together, probably more.
1: Well, together. right, because so we like watch every it at least Christmas once a year. And we, and watch sometimes we watch once. it more
2: than once. And like I still like barrel laugh at like so many of those jokes, yeah. and the same in two. Like I, there's still so many things that I laugh at. I know it's coming, and it doesn't matter. One of the ones is
1: when. Well, so after after. Daniel Stern steps on the on the thing and he's down and it, you can tell he's finally like I'm out of here the basement and he he's he, on the ice it's just a quick cut to yeah. him it's a shot inside the basement he walks out he closes the door and all you can see the silhouette and he just falls but you hear him go whoop, whoop like like that <laughs> and Tara like if I ever just want to get it. her to laugh I'll just like you know randomly be like
3: whoop like just do that and she'll just start <laughs> laughing. <laughs> So funny. What um, the basement stuff? The flooding, the flooding the basement wink. Oh um, yeah yeah. Was was Wait, filmed in wait, that why school. did we wink yeah. on
1: that? Does that mean something in England that it doesn't mean here? It
5: does. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, <Whoa>, okay. <laughs> what is flooding the basement? <laughs> Maybe mean? it means something here and we're just not in the know. Or that we're gonna could also be true. We're going to have to cut this true. part,
1: we'll take us out of ours this week, but you have to tell us what is flooding the basement mean.
3: Flooding the basement. She 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 liked him so much that Oh she god. I, no. I went wink it now
1: now every time we watch that scene we're gonna die laughing and then if we watch it with anyone else <laughs> we'll be like why are you laughing or we'll like oh it's so funny look it's flooded <laughs> yeah <laughs> never heard that okay I'm sorry it's my child shima anyway
3: <laughs> that was filmed in a high school you're welcome yeah a lot yeah. of the movie
1: was filmed in a high yeah, school they, they built the whole thing their yeah.
2: offices when they were like debating on, not debating, but when they lost funding and then like it di- yeah. then 20th century. Yeah. A lot of their offices were in that high school as well. But yeah, I found it fascinating. It was like in the pool of the yeah.
3: abandoned so high school, in, right? They did it in the pool because of the amount of money it would have cost because of the water damage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been caused for anything. The, what was the, it's the school what was that the
1: they're co- outside of in. Um,
2: Uncle Beal- Buck. Oh, Uncle
1: Buck. It's the one he keeps picking her up from. Oh, and the like universe. Yeah,
3: I feel like I need to watch Uncle Buck big time.
5: It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. it's been a long time since I've seen Uncle Buck, and um, I do really love it. It's a really, really good film.
3: Well, guys, oh, my... if we're talking about special effects, can we just give a little nod to um, Buzz's girlfriend? <laughs> yes. her <laughs> because um, that was the art director's son yeah. yes in a wig right Me. yeah, his,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: his whole thing was i don't want to hire a girl just to be ugly that seems mean yeah. okay we'll hire a boy <laughs> yeah
3: yeah he can be ugly well, one of fine. the th-
1: one of the things that just popped up on like a facebook memories that i thought was very funny was when i go the one year we realized that Buzz has an iced tea poster yes, in his room. He has an
2: iced tea poster <laughs> yes. in his room. It's really fun to look at Buzz's room and see like yeah. all the stuff in his room. And that's what we quote too, but that's, that's Check it out, mon- old man Marley. Check it out, old man Marley and he like that... punches over to the window. <laughs> yeah, and it A,
1: two, two, and D. And D. Those are the other ones we do.
2: <laughs> when he's listing off like the things about Kevin.
1: Well, do you guys have a favorite trap like what is your you said you wanted i mean we kind of ended up just talking about the traps through the special effects but like what is what is the funniest trap to you to you guys in this one and then we can just do like in the, in the home alone averse wow
3: well, i've made a list of everything that happens to everyone
1: well let's let's just do that then yeah let's go through it yeah absolutely when, when your favorite comes up because,
3: in. you know, when you see you watch the film and you and everything kind of moves, it's almost like one big scene, isn't it? When yes. all the traps are going off and everything's mm-hmm. happening. And it's only when you see the list. So just to show you, you guys on camera so no one else can see this. That's the list for one person. Oh, my gosh. And that's wow. the list for the second person. First one was Harry. Second one was Marv. That's how much happens to them individually. It's crazy. In the first crazy. one. The second yeah, one is, is just like in
1: the fir- three times as long. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I know, because it's all trapped. Um, So, Harry, Joe Pesci, so we all know who's who, uh, he gets shot in the groin by a BB gun. Uh, He slips and falls on the ice-covered steps. Um, That's one that gets me big time, actually, because that's one of those, Yeah, (laughs) we've all done it, we've all slipped on ice. Oh, my God, I remember doing that in a petrol station forecourt in front of so many people, and I massively styled it out. Um, (laughs) His right hand gets burned on the rigged doorknob, now, that was the thing. I think that yeah. might be
1: my favorite because it's the only trap that has, like, they reference in the second in the one second yeah. where he holds up his the, hand yeah. and he's still oh, got, like, the reminder.
3: The perfect angle yeah. on the hand mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> Wouldn't have happened, guys. And the perfect scarring. you know what I mean? It's like he just printed the doorknob on his hand. Now, do
1: you know what that uh, thing is that he's putting on the doorknob? Because that was something for a long time I was like, what is that? No. It's like a barbecue starter oh yeah. like you plug it an in electric, and then you put it an on your coals i never yeah. i'd never seen that outside of home alone but now you can buy one that you hang on your door and it lights up and it's just like a it's like a fake one that you put for like holiday decorations which i think is funny who would, who would
3: how would you light a barbecue with an electric
1: so what it gets that? it gets that hot the and then you just lay it on top of the coals and it lights the coals
3: oh is this like rich people barbecues I who has that? I we don't know because I didn't
1: have one. We used to have a, a we have a charcoal chimney, which I think are, I work really well if you have one of those. Mm. It, you put, it's like oh, a, yeah yeah
3: yeah you know what it is. No, we don't need to talk fancy. about charcoal chimney. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm down with. This. Oh, it's they're like twenty five bucks. It's not that fancy. <laughs> I must invest. Um, so he gets his head burned by the blowtorch when he opens the back door, mm-hmm. and who was the director? Was it Chris Columbus or was it yeah Chris Columbus? Yeah. Has still got the prosthetic head in his house. Oh, really? Oh, to keep it locked away because it's so disturbing to his kids, kind of thing. I
1: was going to say that's awkward. a weird
3: thing to have displayed. Like you yeah. walk, you are like uh, <laughs> real animal in Lector. a glass cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> in your lounge, it's beautiful. Um, he walks into <laughs> plastic wrap covered with glue and gets blasted with feathers. Uh, he slips on Kevin's micro machines. That's another one that's like ah,
4: yeah, micro really machines. <clears throat> no, it's obviously like this that.
3: is this is probably one of my favorites as well, gets hit in the face by the paint can Mm -hmm. while going up the stairs and then knocked off and crushes Marv when he lands. That whole little segment is so well done. Yeah, that's one of my favorite
2: Ooh, Ooh, you're missing some some teeth. teeth. My gold tooth, I'll kill him, I'll kill him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Falls down after tripping the tripwire and is knocked unconscious. He accidentally gets hit in the stomach with a crowbar by Marv. That's the bit that gets me the most, actually. Yeah, it's the spider one.
2: Yeah, that one. The spider one. Mm -hmm.
3: Because that's like, you would have just killed him. Um, was it falls over swinging into the wall while attempting to use the rope across to Kevin's treehouse um, and Kevin cutting the rope with hedge clippers.
1: that line where he goes what happened to him and and Marv goes <laughs> maybe he committed suicide it was like a like ad lib from limb. a treehouse <laughs> yeah oh no that's the, the thing he's like maybe he's calling the cops that's it treehouse <laughs> but he goes <laughs> trying to make it as it is like maybe he committed suicide Is such a dark line but it was yeah. apparently one he just threw off and then like Pesci, without a, a thing, just looks at him like, that's the stupidest thing. I-. Like, it's such yeah. a good scene. They're so good together.
3: And, of course, the last one is, of course, the hit on the head by old man Marley,
1: mm-hmm.
3: who, as we haven't said so far, is named in a nod to Jacob Marley from Christmas Carol. Oh, oh. I mean, it makes sense. But I, yeah, yeah,
2: I don't know that I ever put it together.
3: Just A little festive nod. I forgotten that Disney did a version of Christmas Carol. The Mickey's Christmas Carol? Yeah. no they did one with jim carrey
5: yes they did oh Oh,
1: the the the, it's robert zemeckis it's another yes all cgi i have not seen it
5: winslet and kate winslet sung sung a song in it and she brought it out and it went to like christmas number 40 something no i think that's another one no it was the same one is that the same one yeah kate winslet plays when you sure yeah yeah yeah, it's goes to christmas past what is it. Am I, I making... love that John's claim enough. to
1: fame is he always says I don't do any real study of my facts, but the second someone says something, he calls it into question. And like no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna> double <laughs> check. I'm double check. I swear
3: there were two, and there's one that's CGI and one that's like 2D animation. Oh, oh really? isn't that right? Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, do, there's the thing. Do all do the thing, so do do the thing they
1: do on? Um uh love actually where you have like the big figuring out what the christmas number one is like the whole thing they do with the bill Nye subplot in love actually or
5: it used to be bigger it used yeah. to be bigger. christmas number one was Ruined. massive in this country mm. and then something came out I, mean, I know you guys have had it as well like x factor um yeah it's like a reality tv show yeah that came out and then that ruined the christmas number one because every single year whoever won x factor became the christmas yeah. number one oh. because the final
3: would be the week before christmas oh, Yeah, okay
5: and be- then and now
3: it's a charity thing for the last few years this guy from did he like do youtube or tiktok called was, lad baby um,
5: D- lad baby yeah and he takes normal... Moves. He did, He
3: did like, Starship... Um, we built the city on Rock and Roll, mm. and he changed Rock and Roll into Sausage Rolls. So his whole thing is that <laughs> each song has to have words changed up for Sausage Rolls. So yeah. our last, what, four Christmas number ones have been about yeah.
5: Sausage Rolls. <laughs> 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 but you've got... You've got, you've got, you've got to, you've got to like, give him his due. It's gone back to, like, the novelty. Like, I can remember Christmas number one being, like, Mr. Blobby and... Um, and uh do you remember when um bob the builder became number one
3: yeah can we fix it yeah
5: can we fix it hold
1: hold on for just one second do you know who mr blobby is i do not know i'm going to show you some i'm going to show you some Blobby, Blobby, blobby blobby videos after this
3: it's horrific (laughs) but <laughs> so the, the whole idea of it was a piss take, though, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. actually meant to be, like, mm. a serious it was, thing.
5: it's terrifying. So when you watch it back now, like, all these years on since it was on, it was on this programme on a Saturday night called Noel's House Party. And it was literally... he just literally just jump into rooms and just completely engulf people. Annihilate. Yeah, but he'd yeah. annihilate the And just room. destroy whatever set was there. Yeah, but it was hysterical. hysterical.
1: He's, he's doing like, a big thing and he and he runs and he's got these googly eyes. And he's just a force of chaos. Like everything <laughs> you've seen, he like he shows up on all sorts of shows. Yeah. Like it's weird to watch because I can't identify what like he starts like he's just Mr. Blobby has always existed. Like he's like it from it. Mm. It's like this creature that just <laughs> just but he's just pure chaos. And the one I saw is the one where he was on the big fat quiz and yeah. he was yeah. and he comes on and then they find out Jack Whitehall is afraid of him. Yeah. And like, he keeps go like a uh, terrorizing him. And he's like asking the question, but all he ever says is like,
0: blobby, blobby, blobby. <laughs>
1: like it's, it's, and the I was like, it's horrible. Watching it. I was just is, like, was a... what is like staring mouth agape? Like, what am I looking at? It's so funny. There
5: was, they built a theme park around Mr. Blobby in the UK and, Basically, an amusement like this amusement park with like they built his like town, like blobby town, mm-hmm, and sure now they obviously are, when he sort of went out of fashion, they left just abandoned it. So in the middle of like the English countryside is this like decrepit blobby <laughs> town. Like is in, that for real? For real? Look it up. They spent it's money on
3: that.
5: Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Because oh, basically, okay. this, <laughs> Noel, Noel's house party was like. Have you shown Tara? Yeah. Yes. Horrible, it was based in that? a house, like a stately home called Crinkly Bottom, and they <laughs> and they made this. They made this like they they, they built that. Like, someone had this huge estate in like Somerset or somewhere, and they renamed it Crinkly Bottom. And then it just because Noel's house party was huge in the UK. They then built the Mr. Blobby theme park there. And yeah, it's just now completely abandoned. I'm
1: so glad we're talking about this because it gives me an excuse to post Mr. Blobby stuff on our Facebook page now. I'm very excited <laughs> that I can bring this to our podcast listeners because it's so right up my alley in, in comedy. We'll we'll watch some a Mr. Blobby okay. video or two. It's so funny. Okay. But
5: it's, it's, it's slapstick. And, you know, slapstick humor, like, is everything that I love about Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. all of that, like, you know, yeah. I'm... In the UK our pantomime So this time of year we have Not as in miming but pantomime As in like it's a traditional Christmas um, a, Like theatrical event That we have in the UK That's all about fairy tales and stuff Um, I grew up around pantomime And still do pantomimes now As an adult And um, they're all based on slapstick
4: mm-hmm. And
5: that You know that is still like It's like a massive part of me So you know little four to six year old me watching these films for the first time like i just grabbed everything i just loved it you know it's just who i was as a child so mm. i i
1: i think there was a time when i was like i enjoyed it very much as a kid and then there was a, like i'm too cool this movie doesn't have like a lot of artistic value and now i watch it again and i'm like <laughs> this is wonderful like i'm enjoying i never
2: got into the too cool phase i've always loved yeah. this movie no, i don't <laughs> think i am the too cool phase. <laughs>
1: No, I had a very. T- you
2: had a very artsy. I
1: I lived with three uh, with three film majors in mm. college, and every time I I was like, "Hey, man, I went and saw the Scooby Doo movie," and I got like a talking down to from yeah. one of them for like hours. <laughs> I was like, "I enjoyed it," um, but anyway, yeah. I it's what else What else do we got to talk about? Well, this the movie, traps now like. for Marv. Yeah, let's hear let's yeah. hear how yeah. Marv's trauma because I think in both of these movies, Marv gets it worse. I think so. you can tell that. Marv is a little lower status than
3: than (laughs) Harry. So obviously we've got some that are the same because they happened at the same time Mm. to them. Like he also, he gets shot in the forehead by a BB gun. Uh, He slips and tumbles down on his back onto the ice covered stairway to the basement and falls on the ice and gets hit in the head with his crowbar when he tries to get up. That is harsh. That's like a triple threat thing going on there.
2: Yeah.
3: And he gets hit in the face with an iron. That's another one that goes to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one doesn't um, bother me because look... it's flat. Oh, yeah. Like so. when like the it's brick the, hits it's a, the shape. I mean, I the, guess. Okay. afterwards like. It's like definitely not an opinion worse, I want
1: to like. get in a fight over, so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've got bricks. <laughs> um, he loses his shoes and socks while going up the tar covered basement stairs and then jams a nail into mm. his foot after stepping on it, on it causing him to fall back to the floor. Side note: Rubber feet wore my drum. blah ridiculously long. Yeah, i already done that one. That's fine. They changed it in the sequel, so I you just, didn't have ridiculously long feet anymore.
1: I, I think the lack of sound, and you just hear the like,
4: Ugh.
1: like the the, the yeah, soft squish. The <laughs> of it.
4: Yeah.
1: Now in in Home Sweet Home Alone, there's a bit where he's he has to turn off the the security alarm, and the kid has put like. A needle or something yeah. on thing. So he's like, yes. four, four, oh. four. It looked four, like razor stab. blade or and something. And I was like, uh, like that yeah. was the beginning of me going, like, I don't like these. There were some in that movie <laughs> that I really, I like the one where he falls and he's set up the trampoline so it throws him into the tree and he hits the tree. Like yeah. anything that's blunt force, I'm usually pretty good with. Or like yeah. you fall or you get hit. Any but,
3: blunt force is funny.
1: Yeah, it's sharp. I don't like sharp. I like blunt. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I get that. I respect it. He also, um, he also steps on the micro-machines. We get that one. Mm-hmm. But then, as we mentioned earlier, he steps on those Christmas ornaments mm-hmm. barefoot yeah. when he comes through the back window. Oh, that gets me. Uh, slips on ice uh, again after leaving the basement. <laughs> uh, gets hit in the face of the paint while going up the stairs, as we know. Um, oh, yeah. And then one that they put down here is he was just terrified. Um by Kevin putting Axel the Tarantula on his face. Yes. This is one of those little bits that we get from reading the novel, is that we find out that the tarantula's called um Axel. i was just about the ask. And also you find out exactly how Kevin's dad can afford that house.
1: Now wh- what's is- the answer?
3: Well, it's not just the dad, it's the mum and the dad, because the dad is like a high-flying businessman and the mum is a fashion designer, which is why later on you find the mannequins and stuff like that in the house.
2: Interesting. We always just assumed his dad was in advertising.
1: I never (laughs) questioned why he had all those
2: The mannequins. mannequins. I didn't either. No. Another thing thing too, this is just a side thing talking about the house is they made sure that it was all green and red. So, like, if you go back yeah. and watch it, like when we were focusing on it with the commentary, it's like the wallpaper, the sheets, like the everything, the, the tile in the kitchen, like it's all Christmas, of, all yeah, the time. all of yeah. it. They yeah. wanted to keep reminding you about it, which I thought was really clever.
3: Also, the people that own the house were really clever because the reason the house is hardly in the next movie is because they realized that they could get way more money. Yeah. Yes, I mean, good yeah. for them. I, yeah, for sure. Also, other side note: Have you seen the Lego version of the house?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah, yeah! So. yeah. Oh, I thought you were about to tell I me there was a Lego you. version of this movie, and I was like, wait, what? Because I love the idea of every no, time they hit down something, that. they turn into
3: bricks. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. They need to do another Lego movie. That's like all kind of gone quiet. Um, what else have we got? Uh, falls over, swing into the wall, trying to get to the treehouse, and then finally, as we know, gets hit with a snow shovel by Old Man Marley. Now... I then after reading, there's the one you missed though.
5: And I'm, go I might have misheard. The one that's actually my favourite is the one where, yeah. like at the end, you just he gets like this puff of like feathers when he's like covered yeah, in yeah, the tar and feathers, yeah, I yeah, mean, the glue, glue and feathers,
3: yeah,
5: yeah, are yeah. Tar. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love
2: that bit. Why are you just like a chicken? Well, the other thing that's funny yeah. about it is that was it's... improvised. <laughs> That, I, they're so brilliant together. I love them together.
1: The other thing that's funny about that one is it's not painful, but it just stops Joe Pesci in his yeah. tracks. Yes. Like it's, yeah. Like everything else is like, oh, it's like actively stopping him. And that one's just, he's just like, oh, the indignity. Like it's yeah. so good.
3: It's proper kid brain as well, as not Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I looked into the harsh, cruel realities of what would actually happen to Harry and Marv when all these things happen to them. I because know. obviously in slap cartoon world, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not a problem at all. They had a little scratch, a little bruise, no problem at all. So it's going to get dark, people. Ready. Um, when, when Harry hits Marv on the torso with a crowbar when he's trying to hit Buzz's tarantula, Marv would have ended up with broken ribs, internal bleeding, and potentially a punctured lung. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, when he steps on the nail, um, he would have received tendon and soft tissue uh, damage, at least, and potentially tetanus, and osteomyelitis, which is an infection of the bone, which, if left untreated, <laughs> can be super serious. I'm Basically, so happy you did this. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> ultimately, both would likely be left with brain damage from being hit over the head with a snow shovel wild by Marley, or worst case scenario, they would be dead. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it fun being in Cartoon World, though? Just saying. Um, the other cool, harsh life things are... Kevin would obviously be up for manslaughter if that happened. However, here's the thing with the parents, because you look at it and it's like, they have left their child alone. Like, this is this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Surely, surely, in reality, something awful would happen to them, you know? Mm. Well, no. Because... Illinois state law considers it neglect or abuse ah. when any minor under the age of 14 years old whose parent or other person responsible for the minor's welfare leaves the minor without supervision for an unreasonable, uh, uh, unreasonable amount of time without regard for the mental or physical health, safety or welfare of that minor. If reported, the McAllister's would be investigated. However, nothing would have happened cause it's the first time it happened, which also means <laughs> that in the sequel, bad stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: the the big thing in the sequel is when they have to tell the guy it's happened before the cop. They're like, and is they... this happened before? And they're like, no. And then the dad's like, That's come the on, most awkward yeah. scene." Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: and then they start laughing and then they both knock on wood together. <laughs> so great. That
3: was the best. Well, yeah. now see, Tara, wow. we,
1: so one of the things we did in our most recent, uh, we don't have to go super into this, but I started in my head and verbally writing what should have been Home Alone 3, which to me was... Yeah. Kevin's a little too old, but he goes on like a camp out with Fuller. So
2: they're in the woods.
1: So they're in the woods and then they lose them in the woods. So they're stuck in the wilderness. And for some reason, the like the bandits have escaped and they're on the lamb in the woods. And so that's how they get together. So like, my whole thing was like Kevin, I go, Kevin should teach Fuller how to like take care of himself and it's like a big brother's story or our big cousin, I guess in this case. Yeah. And it would be fun because like we know Fuller, that actor goes on to become a very good actor so like you've got yeah. two characters that can act. But now I've changed my mind after this. Oh yeah. The third movie should be The Trial. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Trial where the, the wet bandits sue <laughs> Kevin. Yes. yeah. It yeah. becomes, and then you've got, you know, because we know that, we and then you've got what we do is we get Joe Pesci playing a dual part in which He's Vincent also, LaGuardia. Yes, Gambini, Gambini from, from <laughs> My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny comes and, and represents I love it. the Wet Bandits.
3: <laughs> you know they were going to do a, an adult version before they ended up doing Home Sweet Home Alone and it was going to be called Stoned Alone. Oh, are you oh, kidding really? me? He's too no, stoned and to figure out what Kevin- to do. Kevin, as an adult, gets really stoned and then gets really paranoid, and then people break into the house and hilarity ensues. But then, of course, Disney came on board, bought things, and that was <laughs> never going to happen with Disney, yeah. was it?
1: Now I know they but did the came... Google Home commercial.
3: Yeah.
2: That was fun. Yeah. Well, and most recently he got a star on Catherine O'Hara
3: showed up, showed and, up, and yeah. like did a speech oh, for him. Gosh. He got a
2: star on the Walk of Fame. Yeah.
3: And he cried.
2: Yeah, it was really sweet. Well, also because there's a lot of stuff with like his parents, right? His parents weren't great. Yeah,
1: I think his dad no. took a lot of the money. He took a
2: lot of his money, like as a kid and stuff like that. So yeah. Oh,
1: I will tell you <laughs> one more thing that's interesting about his adult life in Home Alone is there was. So I'm I'm a big pro wrestling fan, and there was a thing a few years ago. I have to see if I can find it where he showed up to like a show in L. A. Mm-hmm. In the audience because it was like a show where. It's in L.A., so celebrities would show up every once in a while. He was in there, and they started making fun of him. And the whole deal is, eventually, he gets pulled into a match. And in the match, he's pulling traps out and like throwing them <laughs> in. And, oh, like, that's, that's really Like good. he's helping the face. He wrestlers seems like he's against game the for,
2: like anything Home Alone related, which uh, to a certain extent, which I love. I'll,
1: I'll have to find the the footage from it, but it is stuff like he like opens up. It's 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 all the wrestling stuff, like oh thumbtacks and whatever. Yeah. But it's I think it's micro machines, and then they slam someone on the micro machines and things like that. That was another <laughs> thing I was gonna say. Do you think micro machines and Pepsi? I'm trying to think of the. the there's micro machines. There's Pepsi. Is it
2: Tropicana for orange juice?
1: Yeah, Kraft. I don't want to remember but craft. Yeah. The three Kraft, things I Kraft. remember the yeah. most from there are the the Pepsi don't let fuller drink too much Pepsi, the uh the micro machines and then the most yeah. beautiful and you'd say this every year he goes, he didn't get to eat that mac and cheese. He didn't get to cheese. eat a single bite of that mac and, mac and cheese. Such he didn't have any of the mac and cheese. But like those are three that are like, I mean, sure, you can put us in your dumb movie and then like Micro Machines it's got to be the biggest advertisement for Micro Machines for years is is yeah. get like he he literally says Kevin come pick up your Micro Machines like yeah. it's <laughs> just like free advertising in a movie that blew up out of nowhere so
3: I loved yeah. Micro Machines as a kid I that was like machines. one of my few boy toys I liked they I had didn't like oh them, they God, didn't do anything You
2: like but, Transformers but said,
3: Did you see the Death Star
1: no. So I did
3: a whole Star Wars range. Oh my god, the Death Star was amazing and it opened up and then there were all the little tiny parts of the Death Star in it. So they had little things. I didn't like the micro machines that were just cars because that's really boring. See, and what are you gonna do I with that? I quite
5: liked having the cars because it was a little bit like actually I'm gonna have the really fancy ones. I'm gonna have the ones that look really pretty and like <laughs> actually like the ones that I would like to own as an adult, like as in the ones that would just make me look really fancy. So I just collected <laughs> all like the really sparkly ones and the really cool ones. I didn't get like, bother with all of the other ones. But what? then I collected all the, I collected all of the Star Wars um, micro machines, and I had yeah. all of the Star Wars heads. So like there was, yes! yeah, I radio, the big heads, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and I can remember like that there's always like a toy that breaks on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and it was always them because they had something really fiddly. Like I remember there was um on the Chewbacca one, which was like set on um, Endor, like there was a button you press, you put like the speeder on this thing that span round. And you press this button, it, like, span. But I think my dad was, like, trying to put it together. And as he did it, he snapped, like, the little bit that you connected up <laughs> oh, to speed. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the worst when the dad does it. He's like, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> now, Tom, don't let your dreams just be dreams. You still have time to put sparkly paint on whatever car you're driving I now. I do. I do. Yeah.
5: yeah my little Hyundai and my 10 know.
1: I think there's an argument to be made that a Hyundai is the best car to put sparkly paint on, so
3: <laughs> guys, I need to tell you this this really bizarre, bizarre fact that I found out about the link between Home Alone and Poland. Yes, oh right, yes, right. right, right, that's right. right. That's right.
1: Yeah. And then and then are we after that do we want to do the villain ranking?
3: Yes, yes we do. Okay, yes. great, great, great. So this is bizarrely popular at Christmas time in Poland, out of anywhere. So basically this is because it was one of the first Western movies to be released in Poland since the end of the communist rule. Oh, interesting. Oh, really? So it gets shown on Polish TV every single Christmas. And then there was this one year, when was it? 2010, where the channel that always shows it didn't. It left it off its Christmas schedule. And it ended up having protests by over 90,000 people. On Facebook <laughs> oh, every my goodness. Wow. <laughs> How they, cool is that? They took to the streets. The we street. want Kevin. Street justice. I love it. Opened. I just thought that was a nice little fact to end on. That's so That's good. That's awesome.
1: Well, so, so cool. we talked about ranking these villains. And if you're a, a Disney you might not know what that means. I believe we did it on our episode with the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um the scorpion. scorpion. did not rank very yes. high. Oh,
3: auntie. Uh, oh,
1: if your if this is the Tara and Ryan's version you're listening to, we'll now do a little play about what they what what, what it what, means what it means and like that. If for nerds, the real quick explanation is this: the infallible scientific villains ranking was designed and created by top scientists working together to establish the perfect method of devising a villain's relative knavery, cunning, and vileness.
2: Each evildoer is judged in seven categories on a scale of one to five. The averages of each category are added up, and the resulting villain ranking tells us exactly where each 'er ne'er-do-well belongs. Whether it's at the top with our queen, Ursula, or at the bottom with Aconcagua, the grumpy mountain of Saludos amigos.
1: Here are the seven categories.
2: Number one, frightening.
1: How scary is this villain?
2: Number two, funny.
1: How often did this villain make you laugh?
2: Number three, fierce.
1: How much attitude, sass, and sense of style does this villain have?
2: Number four, effective.
1: How grand was their evil plan and how well did they execute it?
2: Number five, design.
1: How awesome does this villain look?
2: Number six, go away heat.
1: How much did you honestly hate this villain and want them to be off your screen as quickly as possible?
2: And number seven, yes factor.
1: Whenever Tara sees a villain she loves first appear on screen, she says,
2: Yes!
1: How often did you find yourself missing this villain's presence when they weren't on screen?
2: Follow along at home and let us know your own villain scores.
1: And now back to the podcast. Now, Tom and John have done this before, so we'll go through it pretty quick. Let's start off with frightening. One, now, to five. Are
2: we ranking them individually or as a? Duo? Oh no,
1: they. You cannot separate. Uh, do you no, know what you the can't. problem with Home Alone Four was? Is they tried to separate okay, the wet bandits. I just,
2: I just wanted to check. I just wanted to check.
1: So we're doing the wet bandits. Is who okay. we're doing. So frightening. I, I think they're goofy and doofusy, but like yeah. you have to get to that point eventually. If you're a kid at the beginning, like. The music they do with- They with
2: stalk him. Joe they drive, They yeah. drive and follow him. I think there are four from the mind of Kevin. If you're looking at it from like yeah. a child's point of view, there are four. In the
0: second
1: one, they pull a gun on. And we're not doing the second one. We're just yes. doing this one. But the yeah. second one, he's got a gun. <laughs> yeah, and all bets
2: are off in the second one. And he says stuff one. like,
1: Sanny, don't visit the funeral part. Like They talk buddy. a lot about killing- <laughs> I don't think they're, they're talking about accidentally killing them at that point. The second one, they're flat out like, we're going to murder you. Yes. <laughs> like, we're going to take you to Central Park and kill you and leave you in the park. But I
2: think it's going back to that idea of, like, someone breaking into your house, right? Okay. Like, I think that's part yeah. of it, too, is, like, what they represent. Like, people, you know, so, yeah, I think they're four.
3: Yeah, I'm down. I agree, four.
1: two. Okay, I'm giving them a three. I don't think they're that scary, but I do agree. I think a three's. – I'll be honest. I think that's pretty generous. Um Boy, I just felt like I just patted myself on the back with it's that. Pretty generous, it's pretty you gave generous. them a three. <laughs> uh, funny. Well
3: done, Ryan. are five. Folks, for they're me. a five
1: for me. Like they're like they're what makes this comedy a comedy. Is is is? I sat here and I said the per, you know Kevin had some perfect comedy moments. They have some perfect comedy moments. Five for me and Tara. What do what do you two think?
3: Same. Their chemistry Same. as well makes yes. it, doesn't it?
5: Yeah. Slapstick all the way. Loved it.
3: Hundred percent. Um, now fierce.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I don't Uh, really
2: think they give off that energy at all. If anything, Harry gives off menacing vibes, but Marv is just kind of, no, it's not. But Marv is just kind of bumbling. I will say the one time
1: we've kind of switched fierce has been in the cases of like, Fierce, monstrous, and that sort of thing. And they're not even that. No,
2: they're not that.
3: there's no. so nothing fierce about them. For me, it's a one.
2: Yeah, a one.
1: Okay. And this is what bothers me, because I think they're absolutely top-tier villains. But we're based and, – and we, we can't argue this, rules. because this is scientifically – this system was created yeah. in a lab. It's perfect. It's infallible. However, <laughs> effective. I they mean, break into the house. They break into the house. I I might give them a two because they're very effective as burglars before Kevin comes into the picture.
5: Yeah, I'm going to go for the same reason for two. For you know, they you see them actually flooding another house. So you know, is it, they they they're effective. You see, see them flood up.
3: that basement. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do
5: you,
1: I, I, John? What is your what is your rank? Do you have a number?
2: Um. um... I'm See? between a two and a three. You're
1: gonna, well, okay. Okay. You, okay. you can do whatever it
2: is. I think I'm going to go two, but I do think...
1: I don't want to push you to a two. They,
2: you have they to go break with into your the gut. house. Remember what we talked about,
3: going with your gut? Yes. They
2: fun. break into the house. I guess they don't steal anything. Their goal is to come out of that house with stuff, and they come yeah. out of they that have, house... They
3: have a two-minute period where they succeed, and then everything else is downhill. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. I'll stay with a two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just two. love them.
1: <laughs> Design. I like I, I it's it's got to be a 5 for me because I always talk about how I love their costumes. I love the the look that when when he burns his head and then they've got yeah. the little stitches the on. The little him. pieces like he's yeah. got the uh
2: Harry's got the cut-off gloves. Like they've got ve- they the both the battle are very... damage
1: is really good. Yes, detail. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes,
2: it's all little details and it's you'd know who they were. Like part of why we want to dress for them as Halloween is like mm-hmm. people are, will recognize yeah. you immediately, especially if depending on how you do it. But yeah,
5: I'm gonna go for five. Yeah,
2: well.
5: if you did if you did it as a Halloween costume, would you go like with like the imprint of the iron on your face? Yeah, I would, yes. I'd
1: paint the iron. Yeah. We've I've talked about like gluing a spider onto my face too, or something yeah, like that. as a part, real yeah. one. A real do, one, yeah. Yeah, and then I would do <laughs> oh. like
2: a bald cap with just the knit cap, and then have it be yeah. burned, and then glue feathers. Like we've thought a lot about yeah. it. it has it's to just to
3: happen, you know. This yeah. you're committed
2: yeah. now. Yes.
1: Tara at the last second goes, "Should we do? What were you? When we you- have
2: there's Home Alone trivia on the twentieth yes. coming up here, so we're definitely going to go and do it because uh, we're going to be in town for it. And they this trivia group always encourages costumes, and I was like, Ryan, oh yeah, Bob's we Burgers, there it. were
1: people dressed up. As is Bob's burgers. Which we, good. if
2: I could have I found, can't believe you guys came 19. I look, it was like the first the first round of questions, we were like, we're in trouble. Like it was like a lot more specific and like deep divey That's than we the thought. Thing, it
1: wasn't oh, our knowledge is so deep divey that we forget things like we can tell you all about the episode where they get in the fight with the kids on the slow snow sled, but then it was like, What is that bully's name? And we're like, Crud, well, what is now that? I know it's Logan, yeah. but yeah, yeah. We're like, Mason, oh Luke, God, we can right. do it. They did have one round that was like, guess the pun.
3: Yeah, of the, mi- of, the secret of, ingredient, that. and that one we was our really yeah. best good round. We really good on that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Damn right. Also, that was the, the best video I've ever seen of Tara that you sent me. Oh, <laughs> when yes. When you're watching the episode that makes me cry too, and I do yes. not cry. I, I was
2: sobbing at that <laughs> Christmas episode. It was the most so relatable good.
3: I'd ever seen you. Um... John, I don't... I'm saying, yeah, four. Four? Okay. I'm not giving a five like you guys. Hey. There were flaws. The reason this this system
1: works so well is because of the differences. If we all just agreed, then why have guests on the
3: episode? If we were all the same, the world would be a really boring place. Exactly. Go
1: away heat. They have zero go away heat with me. Do you have go away heat with them? And, And I want you to think honestly, and that's fine if they do, but I want you to think honestly and not just, I want them to, I want to pump up those numbers.
2: But I do think that, okay, I guess- Sell me, yeah. sell me. All right, here's the thing. Go away heat, because we argue it in different ways. Go away heat, we've argued is like, I don't want to see them on the screen. Mm-hmm. I always want to see them on the screen, yeah. which gives if them the high them yes the screen, factor. Nothing would happen. Yeah, so I think it's a one. Yeah, I don't think I can argue higher. Mm. I think Senses. they
1: have more go away heat in the second one because like I said, they're actively like, they're, we're going to yeah, murder they're this menacing, child.
2: yeah.
5: <laughs> true. I true. think- I, hmm, I'm i gonna go for a two because I'm going going back to sort of six seven year old me there were moments that I was actually scared of them so
2: got it like, yeah
5: so but now no but at the time when I first watched this yeah probably a two
2: yeah. I was between a one and a two because of what Tom said but I think I'll stay a one but I definitely yeah, understand one. your Deal. I want
3: them in the screen the whole time because they're yeah.
1: hilarious. Yeah, so, okay. So I don't need to ask Tara what her yes factor it's is. A five. I put us both as fives. Yeah. What can yeah. I get for you? Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fives across 100%. the board. 100%. All right.
2: I'm really excited to see where they rank. They're going to
3: be high. So This is a weird one,
1: though. I love it. Uh, it's So their number is 22.3. Oh, total with two yes, It's 22.8.
3: Okay.
2: So where do they... We
1: may have just put them at the top.
2: Are they? Do they beat out Ursula? There's no way they beat. They out don't Ursula. beat out Ursula.
1: No, Ursula is thirty. Oh, Ursula's 3, thirty-one. So, so no, they don't we'll beat okay. Ursula. However, <laughs> where are they?
2: They're they're now
1: our third best villain.
2: <laughs> ah, yeah. I love it. And they're tied with Corella. No, they're not tied. With, oh, they're not tied with Corella. Oh, wait,
1: they're no twenty-three point eight. Corella is twenty-eight point five. They are. Oh no no no! I'm doing it wrong. Twenty three point. Okay, never mind. Never mind. They're they're further down. Further down. Further down. Further the further down. science, the science. They're above Hades. They are our twentieth best villain, which ah. feels a little oh, bit more. I love Hades. Oh, actually, I think it's nineteen because I actually put a thing. Yeah, I put a fake thing. So they're they are our nineteenth.
2: Okay, and who is in between? It's Hades. Who are they in between? Hades. They're and...
1: above Hades, but below. They are below Madame Medusa. Okay. I don't know that I agree with that. I think Madame Medusa got pretty uh, high for us because she was a villain we weren't used to. But, like, yeah, I think I, it doesn't matter I if
5: think I agree with they in good company. It's it's, there. it's very underrated villain, Madame Medusa. Right. I agree. That, I think yeah. that's part
2: of why well, we rated her so high. Madam Medusa like, was really high good. because she was child labor. Like, she was kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah. Kidnapped. Big yeah, yeah. She had a lot of go away. Did you know hey. she
1: was also supposed to be, like, they originally pitched it as this is a sequel with Cruella?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Because we spoke about this, didn't we, John? Yeah,
3: you haven't listened to our episode, have you, oh, Ryan? I'm so sorry.
5: <laughs> <laughs> called out, called out. Because you know the called whole sequence out. where she's, like, driving through New York, like, ridiculously fast? Yes, yeah. That is basically a cutout of Cruella's... Yeah. In her car, yeah. Crazy yeah. driving, yeah.
1: Well, uh, Fairytale Friends, if you don't want to be called out for not having listened to a nerd episode, <laughs> you can check out one of their episodes. We'll make a nerd out of you. Um, what is the Instagram? It's nerd Podcast, or...
3: Disney underscore nerd underscore podcast.
1: Okay, check them out. They've got great stuff. Apparently, there's some big things going on on the, uh, on the Merida <laughs> post people they did recently. Fighting,
3: <laughs> people fighting, people fighting in the comments. It's insane.
1: Um, if you're a Disney and you want to check out more of Tara and me. We are at TR Princess Diary. We're either TRP Diaries or TR Princess Diaries. We are Tara and Princess Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Wherever you get your podcast, that's us on Facebook. Uh, this is me kind of wrapping up for our podcast, but thank you yeah. two so much for doing this. Thank do you for it. asking yeah, us. Yeah, no, thank you for inviting you. us for this. I I was I so happy it. to talk uh, your Christmas traditions. I, I, I it helps yeah. really get us in the Christmas spirit, and we for love sure. Home Alone so much. So thank you for for doing this with us.
3: Thank you. I can't wait to do the Muppets. Yeah, I'm so yes. excited. When we when I am we're... so down with us. Have you planned out the whole season?
1: Yes, uh, but like if it's anything like any other season we've done, you know, God, uh, man plans, God laughs. So uh,
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so many that I I'm so excited for. I love them up fits.
3: Thank you guys for coming on, and thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to our festive spectacular.
5: Yes, and Merry
3: Christmas. Yes, yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone, and we shall hopefully see you very, very soon. See you soon. Bye. 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 Ho, ho, ho. Well,
0: children, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Now, if you want to let Tara and Ryan know what you want next year for Christmas, you can send them an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com or call them on the very easy-to-remember hotline, 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. If you want to stay off the naughty list, please give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, podbean.com, or wherever you hear it. Stay safe and be good, everyone. Happy holidays to all, and to all a good night. Ho, 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 ho.